0: Direct did not spring, Alex O'Neill, but we did get a direct in the fall. There it is. Hello, everyone. Welcome to another episode of Nintendo Land, a trip to Nintendo Land. We're here in September. I'm doing our September episode. The fall the fall weather is here. I felt it today. It was pretty crisp here. Yeah. Uh, so I was here for it. It's very nice. <clears throat> But uh, yeah, hello, Alex O'Neill. Yeah, we're we're here again as always. The the Mike, duo,
1: a pleasure. Yes, yep, that's Back. right. There's plenty to talk about too. Yes. There's plenty to talk about last time. Yes. But now there's like really, oh, there's really to talk a lot. About.
0: Like we had a Nintendo Direct. and then Direct happened as as the opening bit implied. what that happened? Um, it, it was a length. It was a full featured forty minute direct. So we'll definitely talk about all the all the hotness that uh, that was in there. Um, we went to Pax West and got covid that happened <laughs> that was fun i guess kind of um and then also a whole bunch of video games have like just come out of nowhere i feel like so, oh, so some yeah. had, some we knew about some uh, like we, we just kind of came out of nowhere and i think everybody's playing a lot of stuff i have definitely played a lot of stuff i think we've all been playing a lot of stuff it's really really exciting like splatoon 3 was it I've been here. playing a lot of switch switch games too yeah yeah same uh, here I literally was playing some Splatoon 3 right before uh, we started recording this. So so definitely.
1: I was playing Shovel Knight Dig, baby. Nice.
0: I'm going to download that on my Steam Deck when it arrives. I have a Steam Deck Excellent. in route. It's pretty exciting. Nice. So definitely. Yeah. Um, I'd be one of those weirdos that are not. I shouldn't say weirdos. That's too harsh. But be one of those people that's like, oh, well, here's, <laughs> here's Indie Game of the Week. I'm playing it here on this handheld thing. Wow. Look at that. Check it is the nice, though yeah
1: there are so many indie games that i wish i could play that a steam yes. deck would just be perfect for. yeah
0: exactly I, sh- I can't screenshot it here but i just definitely have i've had this block of like like i don't know like i would say like eight to ten ga- uh roguelite games sitting on the, the on my desktop screen that i've wanted to like play some i have played but i've not jumped back into um, that I'm like just like oh well now I have the Steam Deck and they're all going to be downloaded on that and I will probably actually start playing some of that stuff. Um, so we'll probably talk about oh, yeah. that maybe in a future episode. Uh, but for now, uh, like we said, a Nintendo Direct happened. We're about like a week out from when that happened, right? Let's like r- roughly. Um, mm-hmm. So yeah, it was it was a it was a forty minute direct. It was a whole it was a beefy boy. We finally got it after you know, and I wouldn't say a dry summer completely, but it just obviously a weird summer because it wasn't Nintendo's usual a quo, filled summer. <laughs> and we did not get that usual June direct. So definitely people were putting a lot of stakes into this big fall one to excuse me reveal a lot of stuff. There was a lot of rumors going into this direct. Well, so I think we can talk about that once we actually uh once we actually talk about what was in the actual direct. I think we can talk about like maybe what 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 wasn't there. Um, so how, how do you, how do you want to start? Do we, we do we want to just start from the top, or do you want to like we want to start with something and shout out something as we go?
1: I feel like we can start from the top because sure. it did start yeah. with a big one. Yeah, and I you know I feel like people forgot about this. Game.
0: Yeah, yeah <laughs> Although I'll, I'll we be didn't. completely yeah I'll be completely honest. I I've I forgot about it by the end of the, this forty minute direct, <laughs> and then like a couple of days later, sure, that's couple right. days later, I was just like, oh right, they they this got announced an entirely new. <laughs> mainline fire emblem for the switch was like the opening of this direct called fire yeah. emblem engage um, yeah
1: we've talked we've talked about it quite a bit obviously because it like, yeah, it was, yeah we did talk about that of this game yeah there's straight up just, um, you
0: could see this joy-con ass hair having red and blue haired yeah. <laughs> protagonist protagonist um yeah yeah it's, it's interesting it's vtuber protagonist it's interesting. Um, and I think this is gonna be a, a like a, a talking point I'll probably bring up a few times this episode. Um, as we kind of get into this like, you know, what feels like the later slash tail end of the Switch's like Twilight Years. The Twilight Years <laughs> of the Switch. Where like this Fire Emblem game very much has that vibe to me of like it like and I don't mean it but, like as it looks bad, it's just, you know, it's its premise of like it is very fan servicing that the whole it seems like the whole core concept is like you are literally summoning the a astral projection ghost version of like popular Fire Emblem characters. And I bet there will probably be DLC for that Fire Emblem game where you can get more of those character more popular characters to buy DLC. Um but they showed for like, sure. you know, they showed Marth more like obviously very explicitly and using like a bunch of the like fancier cutscenes and the gameplay reveal. And then, like I think, like you know, there were some other ones that were like teased, like Lin, um, who's, was like a sword lady yeah. regular one. Like I saw Sigurd, like there is, isn't Sigurd the dude with the big axe, battle axe? I think.
1: Yeah, and and you know, they showed like artwork at the mm-hmm. beginning, like this this stencil style artwork that that had a bunch of other characters like Lin and stuff on there, uh, and Ike. I think Ike was shown, and you yep. know, kind of all the the big ones and some of the big side characters. Um, yeah, I don't know. Like, uh, I will say like, this is the one that I've been kind of touting of. Like, I think they're going to show this probably soon. It felt like they would. They did engage is a weird name. <laughs> uh, not what I thought they would name this game, yeah. <laughs> especially yeah. like see, seeing the gimmick and stuff like summoning stuff, which they've obviously done in Fire Emblem games, but it was either like the mobile game or the Musou game. So now it's just like coming to a a proper Fire Emblem game. But I will say, like, you know, earlier this year, I I finally got to playing Three Hopes, or Three Houses, excuse me, um, and liked it, but, you know, that game's got a lot of problems, I think. I am excited at the prospect. This looks like a very traditional by-the-mission, by-the-books Fire Emblem game, and I'm very stoked for that and it's out soon january yeah
0: maybe? yeah it's out january 20th so it's our first our first big 2023 game for switch um yeah and that's yeah it looks cool like i i i've definitely been fire emblem curious but i've never really like taken the plunge and i immediately don't know if this is the one that was that was like okay yeah now it's my time to get in i, I don't know like i feel like that would have been three houses if it were any and for whatever reason, yeah. I don't know, this one's like not really catching me in a way. that's like, you know, all right, I'll jump, I'll finally jump into this series. Like, I don't know why, but it's just, sure. It it doesn't, and let's say it looks bad. Maybe it's it's just not for me, and that's that's totally fine. Um, but yeah, it's it's it, it looks like a big, full fledged fire Emblem game, and I'm impressed. Like, you know, I guess Three Houses was 2018, so it has actually has been a couple years, but or was it 2018 mm-hmm. or 2019? I can't remember.
1: I think it's 2018.
0: Yeah, it um,
1: sounds right. So yeah, it, it, it's been a little while, and yeah I, I I think this actually like weirdly looks visually very good. It looks yeah. much better than some of the other Fire Emblem games. Like it kind of sat. out. I know people are. There's plenty of room after this to talk about the potential of a, a new piece of Switch hardware coming out before May of next year. Yeah, but we can get there, but <laughs> uh, sure. <laughs> but I don't, I don't know if it's going to be like out January 20th or whatever. But yeah, it, it does look very good. It looks like noticeably better than like three houses and stuff.
0: Yeah, that that's that's cool. Um Yeah, definitely. Definitely curious about that one. Um And it's cool to see like, you know, hey, we're that 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 leaked and it's a real whole ass thing. And it's actually not it's like that far away in the grand scheme of things. Like It's just January, like I said. So, yeah, uh, that's cool. Feels that, good. that opened up the show. After that, after that, we got, like, a series of, like, smaller things. I think we can kind of quickly go through these. Like it Takes Two is coming to Switch in November. Mm. That would be an interesting Switch uh, game, I guess. I'm curious how they'll run because it is, like, a nice-looking game. Um, yeah, the, I, I, yeah. The, these are my notes. Also, if you're, you're by looking through them now, I'm noticing
1: now. Yeah, yeah. these these were,
0: these were like I, these were like for your reference. I wrote these like real time as I was watching it and just put them in the docs so we could use them. And this was like they had like a new voice voiceover guy for the this direct compared to the other ones, and it was it like it, it threw me off so so much. Just like hearing this, like he <laughs> just sounded a little different. Like he wasn't bad, but it was just like I was just like. This Is weird is it direct really happening right now because it's like completely different voice from the dude's who been doing it for years. Um, but that, that threw me off. Um, then we had a Fatal Frame game. Um, I didn't write down the full name, uh, but it is cool because apparently it has it's one of those ones that like it's been out, in, it came out in Japan like years ago, I think. Like, and like, I think it was like last generation, like, I might have been even PS3. Um and it never Mask came
1: of the lunar eclipse
0: yeah and it never came to the west but so now there it's kind of like a remastering and also a release to the west um that's out next year so that's cool that Fatal frame is still uh chugging along um we got a look at a wee- really weird looking xenoblade character it's like a new hero is like the next dlc for that game xenoblade 3 and i do not like the yeah i did not like at all
1: do not Abs. i hate it they showed yes. like her like on the field, like full body, and her head is like so weirdly disproportionate to her body. Um, yeah, because she's like a weird like, yeah,
0: it's like a robot, and it, like reminds me, like if you ever can, you can go look up like weird PS2 creator characters and how that works, and it looks <laughs> and how like weirdly you can dismorph dis- dis- those bodies. Like it looks like if somebody yeah. made like a bad character creator, uh, a Fantasy Star character. Um, that yeah. was that was very weird. Uh, then we had like a bunch of we had a little montage of stuff. We um sponge like the SpongeBob platformer. That's, that's like a new one was in there, which that looks kind of cool. I might actually try that. Um, There's a, a fitness boxing game with Fist of the North Star. It was so bizarre. Um, then some indie games like like Oddballers and then Tunic also coming to switch. Definitely recommend playing Tunic when it comes to switch. If you haven't. Yes. Played it somewhere else. For sure. It's a great game
1: one of the best games this year um, then, then,
0: yeah then some we had some old school remakes like front mission is getting a bunch of remakes so it's like a it's like a tactical mech game that was from a year, a couple years ago all three of them are coming basically they're like spread out so to be like the first one's in early next year the second one's in spring and then the third one will come out some at some point later than that i think is what they were saying so that's cool. Yeah. Um Story Seasons or Har- Harvest Moon is getting a like it's like a remake of a, like that like one of the old ones. Um
1: Yeah, it's a remake of the GameCube Harvest Moon um, gotcha. Story Seasons: A Wonderful Life. Yeah, which is I I saw I've not played any Harvest Moon games but <laughs> yeah, I've very about this one.
0: Yeah, yeah, I heard I've heard that's a pretty good one. Um and then we got some Splatoon 3 updates. Is basically just saying, like, hey, this game's obviously out now, and we'll definitely talk about it once we're talking about games. And the day, it's actually the, the big announcement was the first Splatfest, which is actually the day we're recording this. Um, is, is That's mm-hmm. so like literally about to start, like minutes away from where we're recording this. So yeah, I'll yeah, actually that's probably, right 5 p.m. Yeah, I'll probably actually jump into that after we're done recording because I've been having a lot of fun with that game. Um, Me too. Yeah. But um the next one, the next announcement, which honestly, like for me personally, was like kind of my my biggest announcement or like surprise announcement that excited me the most. And that's Octopath Traveler 2. It's a video game.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And it's out yeah, this, one, this
1: one didn't leak, Nintendo yes, said, yeah, pointing yeah. their finger. <laughs> yeah, they're like finally
0: surprisingly Square is Square Enix 2, where's like, you know, they've had a lot of stuff leak recently as well. So this is cool yeah. to see that like this is, like all of a sudden it's like boom, here's Octopath Traveler 2. It's a similar setup of here's eight eight playable characters that you will jump between playing as, and they're like completely different characters. Like it does so we don't really know if it's like connected to Octopath Traveler 1 in any way. Like I don't know if any of those characters could show up or if this takes place like in that same world or whatever. Um but yeah, this this looked I I was very impressed with like the kind of showing in that like I liked all the characters, um, the all the characters look really cool like there was like, this kind of like you know I liked I liked the vibe of the world because it wasn't like a, it wasn't full on just like fantasy realm like you know how they how a lot of it is where it's kind of more medieval fantasy, it was it was like almost like industrial like early America like looking kind of fantasy which is kind of really interesting like you don't really see a lot of stuff like that so i like kind of like that whole like changing up the time period that all that stuff is taking place in um yeah there's
1: like a eastern looking area as well one of the characters starts in like a pagoda and stuff going on there
0: yeah it looked it looked it just looks fantastic um definitely something i noticed too which i know is the thing that Um, some people didn't like about the first game it it didn't necessarily bother me personally but there was like you know a big thing was like a lot of the main characters did not kind of interact as much in uh, the first Octopath Traveler and they very deliberately in this trailer showed a lot of sequences of like here are these here are these sequences that are like literally the whole point of them are like here is these here is like a mini sequence that has these three characters from their different points like actually meeting in like Uh, conversing with each other and going through like a sequence together and like they're actually like you know it's a more traditional like them like actually doing things um so that's that's pretty cool i think that's like a cool way to do it and like try and tie it together unless you know who knows we have i didn't get like a whole gist of the story maybe there will be more connecting tissues but like something i i personally really liked kind of that aspect to about traveler just because it gave you a lot more time with each character individually and let them be more characters rather than like what i think can happen a lot of times in in jrpgs and the and with those tropes of just like hey you kind of you kind of meet this character and then they you have their storyline and then you have them be then you learn about this character and then when they join your party they just become like an exposition person and they and they're just, like, another, like, avenue of giving an exposition to this larger story rather than them being able to be, like, a character with, like, different things going on. And that, that's something I kind of appreciated about Octopath Traveler was that, like, even though th- this character really didn't, even though, like, the, you know, one of the characters didn't couldn't interact at all, it let this one character be kind of this, the, the forefront. And, and you, got, you got, like, a lot deeper connection, at least I had, with some of those, like, different characters because you could... Because they could focus on that individual story rather than a, a larger story that 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 goes off somewhere else. Um, but but I but I think they could still figure out a way to blend it. So I'm curious um, how they'll blend it uh, and it, it blend yeah. that kind of stuff. It's
1: all all the balancing act. Yeah, I they like one of the bullet points in that trailer is like interconnected character stories. Yeah, uh, yeah, I, that's a big deal for me for sure. I'm, it's cool. It you know they've got you've got all the refinement to the hd 2d looking visuals you've got mm-hmm. um full voice acting it comes out february as well just you know dropping it out of nowhere yes yeah um, yep. which which well, sorry rest in peace uh light not, yeah. <laughs> not, oh, yeah, not gonna not yeah. gonna touch Lightfall. Yeah. yeah it's four days before Lightfall. Uh, <laughs> yeah okay yeah
0: that's a that's a good point well that's the thing. That's
1: We're in that again where it's like, yeah. God, why is the first three months of every year yeah. got to be fucking
0: stacked? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's that's what it's really become now. Yeah. it's, it's It feels like it's kind of just non, at this point, it's just kind of almost nonstop where it feels like, you know, you know, at a certain point in fall and even fall and winter have, have a lot of stuff. And then you, yeah. you're you like, all right, well, now we'll slow down a little bit Is the next year. Nope. Fire it's just the last weeks to. December is really it's <laughs> i'm pretty sure there's something yeah. already in march that I'm, I'm probably forgetting off the top of my head. you got
1: first, first spoken got delayed till january first spoken well, in so March, new.
0: right so there's definitely there's probably more stuff um yeah but yeah i am really yeah forward it looks to good that. i'm yeah yeah i'm definitely cool surprise cool yeah it was a cool surprise um i like that first game a lot so i'm excited to do do that again uh, with the new cast of characters i think it'd be really good um from you know refining from that first game for sure um we get another uh farm game called Faye farm that was after that which like it was more like fantastical (coughs) excuse me kind of one of those and i I like this one has like it was more like multiplayer co-op like it showed like you know you and four three other players running around doing all the farming and rpg kind of elements together so that was kind of neat um but that i think that's all they showed of that um then they showed th- uh theater rhythm coming to switch now i'm not sure if this is like i mean I, I granted I guess the these are like I don't think this is like a port necessarily like i think is it's, it's weird because it wasn't the other theater rhythm rhythms like already this game kind of already because it had all the Final fantasy music in it like between there's like one or yeah. two right
1: there's there's three theater rhythm games two uh, came here the third one the dragon quest one never actually came to the u.s i see um and yeah i this seems like it's probably like a maybe a collection of right. the first two but you yeah. know those those were ds games or 3ds games so they, they had to redo all the controls and stuff for uh for this um, yeah. so i i imagine there's like a lot that's touched up here but it is it is probably like yeah. a lot of the same songs
0: yeah, that's what I'm. That's that's what I was kind of getting at. Like, it's like I'm not. I wasn't hundred percent sure if like because it had like a, I forget what the name, like the full name of it, because it had like theater rhythm, like you know,
1: final theme. bar line,
0: final bar line. Okay, so yeah, I don't know if so. Like, I guess in some way because it is probably like you know, it's all Final Fantasy music. They said it was over five hundred songs for this freaking game, which is kind of nuts. Yeah. So like, it will more than likely be those initial games. Um, it's gonna be a season pass as yeah, well. Yeah, yeah. They, they said there was like post launch support. That's like other Square games. Like they showed near, near music and Octopath Traveler and Live Alive music will come to the game. Um, so that's cool. That's February as well. Um, so yeah, I wonder. I wonder if I mean there is the already that Kingdom Hearts uh, music game, but I wonder if Kingdom Hearts music would come to that too at some point. I'm curious. Yeah. We'll see. Um. Because that'd be a pretty crazy collection if they actually to do that um so yeah that's that's that was the, that set and then we jumped on we got another look at mario plus rabbits sparks of hope and that that continues to look really good I, i'm really stoked for that game yeah i i was looking News just came out for this yeah that's what's uh, yeah exactly that's what i was gonna uh talk on was that like a bunch of previews came out and people have like went to a little event to play it uh, we're not cool enough for that, but we just I just watched a bunch of people that went to it and like listened to their impressions and they they definitely seemed pretty positive on it. Like the thing that I came away with that hurt that sounded pretty cool was that like it sounds like they really took a lot of the the criticisms of the first game and like focused on improving those kind of aspects of like, you know, having things where, you know, the the open the, the world you're exploring but like from battle to battle is much more expansive. Cause in the first game is very linear. It's like, you're just kind of going from battle to battle more or less. And there's like little collectibles or little simple puzzles on the side. But the whole, the whole thing now looks like you, these are much more open environments and you can more freely walk around. Um, you can, you can have more um, options with your party because in the first game you always had to have Mario on your team plus two other characters or it looks like in this one now you can be any combination like you can be three rabbits or you could be Bowser and and two other characters or whoever like it seems like you can just kind of you know swap all that kind of stuff up yeah. um so th- yeah it sounds like they're 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 doing all the right stuff um cuz that game was that game was good um but you know there were definitely people that had some uh, gripes with it it seems like that seems like what what they tried to polish a lot with this version is uh making sure all of the other things around the, the fun kind of tactical combat-y stuff they had is much more engaging. So it would be really cool. Yeah. Um I'm pretty stoked for that it's it's pretty soon here. It's only a couple weeks. It's like October or something. I forget exactly, but mm-hmm. um it's what's it's pretty plus, soon.
1: Plus we're getting that Rayman DLC finally. Yes. Yep. They did Rayman and Mario. Rayman and
0: Rayman and Mario. That'll be one of the I think that'll be like the last DLC pack is like a Rayman expansion that's pretty that's pretty cool um they didn't show too much so they just kind of teased it um but i'm I'm very curious to see what that is and it's kind of funny to think that like the the rabbits were an offshoot of rayman at one point in video games and now (laughs) rayman is being treated as an offshoot by being added into a rabbit's game with mario see
1: yeah um We've come a long way from the depressed ra- Raven Rabbids era that yeah, we came from. Yeah,
0: that's, that is for sure. Um, <clears throat> but yeah, that game, yeah, I'm stoked for that game. I'll definitely be picking it up uh, and playing when it comes out. Um, what Rune Factory is, and once again, another farming game. Uh, Rune Factory 3 is on Switch. Which I think that's like a that's like a port of an older one coming to Switch because I thought they like put out Rune Factory five or six or something a while ago.
1: Yeah, they put out Rune Factory four in twenty twenty, and then five I think earlier this year. Okay, um, and then now they're putting three out which feels weird (laughs) yes and then they're like hey also we're we're maybe making more Rune
0: factory (laughs) yeah i'm guessing it's just they sell well on switch would be my guess it's like oh yeah these these sell well let's just keep putting these on 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 switch and people will buy them. so that's cool yeah it's that again that's not a series i've ever really uh checked out or had interest in but you know it's there people people who want it it's cool yeah, um,
1: I've maybe check out one of the newer ones, but you know, uh, maybe there's three that has a special place in someone's
0: heart. Yeah, yeah, they have nostalgia for it for sure. Um, after that, we got an, uh, a Nintendo Switch Online update where they basically gave us like not only um, they basically just gave us the next big set of Nintendo uh, Switch N64 games that are coming over the next by like what like I think it's like six seven months, uh, a bunch of stuff. Yeah. Um, Mar- the th- the three original Mario parties from N sixty four are going to be on Nintendo Switch Online. That is very exciting, uh, to me. Yeah, um, look forward to that stream. Look forward, <laughs> look forward to a stream where we do fifty turns in one all in a row. It's Mario Party oh, one through three God. Gauntlet. A That would literally ter- be a full like twelve hour day. <laughs> Which, well, we're doing it one day jesus christ this, this buckle up i guess for truce the true day of suffering uh, will be upon us
1: the, this is where like i feel like we started getting into like the fever dream territory of the direct i don't know if that's how you felt but that's how i felt
0: yeah, what you, like what do you mean like it just just a whole bunch of stuff just kind of popping the, off or the gold,
1: the golden eye pop off was was yes, where it, like started yeah. getting very weird for
0: me yeah yeah <laughs> yeah the surprise that was kind of the big surprise kind of and and ending announcement that is goldeneye is finally coming to nintendo switch uh online so you'll be able to play it online uh with people i think that's it's for next year Is when it's coming presumably um yeah <clears throat> and it will have online Ol- onli- play <sighs> online play on the switch, on switch. Yeah, only, only on Switch on apparently, Switch. because it will be. Uh, there it's will g- be like a 4K remastered version on um, on Xbox, Xbox. And, and Game Pass. Yeah, but that won't have online. And people are are well, people are assuming that's happening because the how the online stuff for Nintendo Switch online is like baked into the game, or baked into like the like the like the the online kind of system they have. It's not like individual for each game. And that's why they're probably getting away with it. And it's probably all and then probably also like that online. That also probably means that like when you would play online be, <coughs> excuse me, with people, you'd probably still get a box like a, a four player oh, split yeah. screen box of people and people just kind of basically like controlling each box and your screen peeking across the internet over people through that. That's 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 something. Bring I it guess. back. Bring it back. <laughs> Um. Yeah, that'll be interesting to see. I, I'm curious to see like if people really uh get in on that, or if it's just kind of like going to be how I feel like a lot of this online switch games and even like Game Pass. Sometimes when they bring up like these retro games, it's a lot of people just going, "Oh, cool!" and then they play it for ten minutes and then never touch it again. Um.
2: Yeah. But,
0: but you know, that's it's cool that it's there. I, I think it's. I think you know. So again, now we can touch on some of the other games too, like Pilot Wings pokemon stadium one and two um and 1080 snowboarding are also some of the other games that to be coming out over the next couple months and i think like hey that's like a good lineup of games it's games that you know make sense and they should put on there um no i would say like the only really other one i think would be cool if they could get on there is smash 64 that could be really cool uh, if they could get that on there yeah. at some point um, i feel
1: like that's gonna happen for sure
0: yeah i think so too um but but yeah that that looks cool i'm glad all these games are coming i definitely say yeah obviously the ones i'm i'm probably most excited about are the mario party ones i think that'll be really fun uh just to have those easily accessible online to play with people um even though mario superstars exist and uh i wish i wish you know this probably means we're probably not actually ever going to get dlc for that game um
1: such a missed opportunity really is we're getting we're we're getting free updates for mario strikers adding characters and you know, we yeah we can't get a goddamn map
0: from <laughs> yeah. mario Party yeah yeah just like a single map or you know, something like Ugh. that would have done so much for a lot of that game i still like that game and would still be happy to play still some good. of it but just yeah it is so still such a missed opportunity just not making dlc for that game in any capacity so bizarre yeah um yeah. And once we got past that, yeah, we got a couple, a bunch of a handful of smaller announcements, Um, various daylife shadow dropped. I think that's like another kind of more like farm simming RPG kind of thing from Square. I don't know if this
1: game existed before this direct. I'm pretty pretty sure this
0: was a 3DS game. Um, It was like a very, it was a very late 3DS game. And now this is like them porting it over to Switch. Cause I remember that, that makes I rem- more sense. Or, no, you know what I think it was? I think it was an Apple arcade game that that it was an Apple arcade game, um, and then now, now or, or some kind of mobile game, and then that, then it came to Switch because I remember hearing this name before. Yeah, it's, it it's, was an
1: Apple arcade game, yeah,
0: because it was made by like a, like a, like, um, a pretty well known, like, Square Enix person, I thought
1: yeah you are you were 100 correct september 19th 2019 it's pre-pandemic of course no one remembers yeah
0: yeah exactly yeah it was for the before time basically
1: might not have existed you know
0: yeah (laughs) because it's made by it's made by like the or was made by like that uh, group who did like bravely default and octopat traveler because the thing the thing that i did not realize oh sorry i i lost i lost you i think you're you're oh it's my camera yeah yeah um the thing the thing was that like those those three games have like the same kind of logo like in font work that that like I, I, I didn't realize that and then somebody pointed me out cuz I was like making a joke at one point cuz I saw like what was it like I saw all the, somebody like posting them all together in screenshots and it's just like I was like wow they really just like went to the same photoshop file and just like changed changed the name huh and they was like that's cuz his name I got a people. good Okay, sure. Okay, that makes more sense, I guess. Just keep the theme. They in. got a
1: good serif font package, and they're like, we're fucking using this. Yeah, we're using this. I right?
0: spent the money. No sans serif in this house. Yeah. All right. Exactly. No no, no italicizing over here, motherfuckers. Uh, some Square, yeah. square Enix uh, represents, a manager said to somebody. Um, but after that, we got like a, a, a... I guess like you could technically consider this another... Um, uh, farming game but it was factorio was coming to switch i'm kind of really curious how that'll work because it's that's like a big like pc like management kind of colony sim-esque like yeah. game so i'm super curious how that'll play on switch um so that, that, that that'll that be interesting um this this next one was a, su- a super weird uh game that um i didn't know about but then once once it was uh, shown kind of blew blew me away that like they are putting this on switch this is ib is from 2012 it's a freeware it was oh. a freeware like game that, that was like put out like it was like literally an RPG maker game and it came out like years and years ago in 20 it was yeah, literally 2012 and they just um apparently it was like just one of those weird things where like back then it was just like a weird cult kind of f- fan following this weird um rpg maker game and it got so popular that now they're like they're they've remade it with, with like a proper it's like quote-unquote proper video game and They're like putting it out like it came out on steam recently and now they're putting it out on switch um so that's that's a really interesting one is a weird deep cut to, to see that exist that now. is a deep cut but i didn't realize because i because i remember just seeing the dragon like what the hell is this um uh, and then uh <clears throat> i looked it up and was like whoa Weird, sure. Why not? Um, and then uh, the next thing up, like you mentioned, Mario Strikers got its next set of DLC characters and updates. It got Pauline and Diddy Kong. Um, I think it got announced during the direct, but I think they are now it out. Like I think you can go download those yeah. for free in the game now. Um, if you're into that, I'm I'm probably not gonna <laughs> ever play that game again. Sadly, it's a little, it definitely a little disappointing, <laughs> but they. Um, but yeah that's just where it is with the uh, mario strikers on switch um after that we got atelier ryza 3 um yeah and i just put i just <laughs> man the devs sure did play some genshin impact since the last one came out it just, it just, <laughs> that's it just, so real because yeah cause you just watch <laughs> that trailer and just some of the, sc- the shots and like the visuals of that 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 game in particular just it looked way more genshin they had like the character like kind of gliding or like you know right across water on creatures and just the whole vibe of that trailer just like was just like wow yeah okay genshin genshin is pretty much gonna influence a lot of japanese games from here on out huh like that was kind of that realization yeah. of like yeah it's just gonna be how it is uh for a while but uh, yeah uh, that's cool that's that's uh, like the third game in that series i'm guessing it's like definitely the most popular atelier game there's definitely like a certain vibe to it that's like had me a little curious of ever checking one of these out so i know it's like because i know it's like it's like a jrpg but it's like way more like i think the whole point of it when when i heard people kind of pitching it is that like it is very much intentionally more like a slice of life kind of take on a jrpg rather than like it's not a thing where like you get you get you start playing and then halfway through it's like oh we got to fight God now oh fuck it's shit's it's going bad yeah. it's it's more just like you, here's some kids like living their lives and just having a good time whatever make some potions you're you like an like alchemist the, or whatever
1: you run the shop that the adventurers use so it's, it's kind of like that's the vibe that's yeah. what they're going for so. You, you just start going out getting stuff so adventurers can can use your store which is it's fun I've never yeah. played them I know um, Tommy Horvath has of, yeah. previously of IPP uh, and he dug them so I don't know. cool this but one yeah. looks good I'll say like yeah def- definitely in st- general I like think
0: like, stepping up in visuals for sure
1: yeah and the combat looks a lot more engaging and stuff yeah
0: that's good yeah yeah excited for those people to, to get to get a third one of those um, I think that's early next year, too. Yes, February February next year. So definitely a lot of stuff.
1: Same day as Octopath 2. In yeah.
0: February. Boy, oh, boy. Um, next one, yeah. uh, exciting. Uh, I, was, I was stoked for this, as always, because we got a little sneak peek of the Wave 3 of Mario Kart 8 DLC. Got to see two tracks from it. This also very much confirmed the, the leaks we talked about in the last episode, because these two tracks were among the ones that were were in that leak. And we're also slated to be in this wave, of how like data miners kind of figured it out. Um, the two tracks we saw were Merry Mountain, which is the Mario Kart Tour uh, track. It's like a Christmas theme track. It looks it looked visually amazing. Um, I really like the glow yeah. up that track. Got. Not to mention, it looks like I think the thing that made me excited about it is that there's like a few brief clips in there that show it has anti so They add anti-grav into the track. Um, and also, um, something that was in Mario Kart Wii and Tor, um, were half pipes where basically like you can like go up a half pipe and do a trick and you come back down and you get like a big boost. Those are in that track now. So this will be kind of the first track that gets proper half pipes in Mario Kart 8. And that was the thing that people were very much like this. I don't know if they'll ever put this in, if it's, if, it, if they will do that. Um, but they did do it. Like there's a, there's a scene in the trailer where you see Mario, Straight up in anti-grav already going up, going up a half pipe and doing a trick and coming back down. Um, so that's pretty cool that they're like kind of getting that kind of mechanic. Um, that was really that was like that was really a big thing in Mario Kart Wii specifically, um, and it's also in in Tour for some tracks. So that's cool that more than likely if we get we more Wii tracks in the future, um, they could potentially get kind of those kind of treatments and get some like half pipes and other things like that. And they are also combining like. The the half pipes to have like work with anti grav and the stuff that works in Mario Kart Eight, um, so that that was like that was just like those quick little sequences like okay yes this is what I want to see that they're like continuing to enhance this DLC and grow upon it rather than, you know, kind of the initial fears of like getting that first wave and being like, it's not a little anti-grav here. These do kind of feel more like ports rather than them kind of reinvent, re kind of thinking these tracks in the, in the, in the thoughts of them being Kart eight tracks. Right. Um, so it seems like they're, they're finally kind of getting to that point, uh, with these tracks and that's, that's exciting. Um, the other track they showed was, um, originally a DS track, so boy howdy did it get a glow up in the visual department yeah. it's uh, peach gardens it awesome. peach yeah peach gardens uh for ds it's a very fun track it's you know the whole the whole premise is like you're going through like a, a hedge maze kind of garden area that's like next to uh, one of the peaches castles and there's a whole like area where you're going through hedge mazes and there's chain chomps bouncing around so you're like having to like weave through the big hedge maze budget bushes but also looking so hopefully you go the right way and not run into a big chain chomp jumping around in there Um, this yeah that one yeah visually now looks amazing like holy crap there's like big mario and peach and mario character like hedge clippings that were like very much not there in the original version um it definitely looks like a like a very nice looking track now because it's in mario Kart 8 now um so that's that's really cool they just kind of showed us those two tracks um and they said it's holiday this year so i'm guessing it's probably like very end of november early december would be my guess uh, for that kind of release, uh, but yeah, like I said, yeah, the yeah, sun. This also with these two tracks were with the the leak that happened with the last DLC, where we got a bunch of music tracks, or music little little tiny music clips from um, uh, uh, from uh that were like left in the game that like data miners were able to find, and they kind of have been able to now piece together like, all right, these tracks are going to be in this next wave. And then these tracks are the kind of remaining ones will probably be sprinkled throughout the rest of the DLC. It's so, like, they kind of have already named the eight tracks that were in the next wave. And these two tracks were named in those waves. So it pretty much confirms the next wave uh, is like going to be that data mine, which is actually kind of exciting. Cause like the, uh, the, the rainbow road from Mario Kart seven is in those eight. And that's like one of the best, I think it's still one of my top favorite Mario Kart tracks of all time um Waluigi Stadium or uh, from GameCube is probably also in there as well um so yeah that'll be a really good wave of Mario Kart DLC uh for sure I'm, I'm pretty stoked for that um Merry yeah.
1: Christmas Merry
0: Christmas to everyone uh it's very exciting um so after that Miyamoto revealed himself to us in the Nintendo Direct, and yeah, I guess you could say maybe, maybe this is where it went off the rails because it's always go- always goes into weird places when Miyamoto shows up. It's usually how yeah. it goes.
1: I love it. He's just like a derailment machine. Yeah, like he, he's he's, he's
0: just yeah because he's he's like head creative fellow. I still think is maybe is that is that his title still or something like that. thinking yeah. so he he's just yeah. like clearly he's just like the guy who's been there for so long. They just let him do whatever he wants, and you know, so he basically just came on. I and tried it. To, yeah, he basically just came on and just hu- hustled a bunch of pinkman stuff and then revealed that pinkman four is going to be a real video game that releases finally. And as it'll be next year, they just put 2023 allegedly next pinkman, year pinkman, pinkman Four. <laughs> um, yeah, he also, again, he hustled like, here's like pink, here's the pinkman mobile game. That's like kind of like Pokemon go pinkman bloom here. P- please play it. <clears throat> and he spent a little bit more time. Than here's he from finding- what it is. You yeah, guys don't play care. It.
1: You're planting flowers.
0: Why don't you yeah, care? Come on, garden. Please garden with me. Yeah, it's like come on. We're Really, really trying to push that, um, for sure. Uh, which is, you yeah, know, it's funny. It's, <laughs> um, it's very yeah, funny. Yeah, he talks. He talks he <laughs> some. He talks some theme park stuff of being like, hey, yeah, theme parks are coming along. Move the movie, and all that stuff's coming. You know, he kind of gave that little spiel. Um, and yeah, and then he showed. He showed. We didn't make it get to see like a whole like extended gameplay or anything like that for Pinkman 4. They mainly just showed like a screenshot of like, you know, yeah. very much a pink, like, yep, looks like Pinkman. You're a little space cadet looking character and got little Pinkman characters following you and there's a big bulb orb. And I think the one, I think the cool thing that like stood out to me that I've seen people point out is like, it looks like you're in an actual like backyard almost rather than like, other pinkman where you're like in like a deep forest and like there's no real signs of like hu- human life or anything like that Where this was straight up like you could see like you know like a bench in the background and you know tool like a tool shed and other things like that so i'm curious um about that kind of stuff that's i think it's a cool idea to and direction to go finally with that uh with that game yeah um i'll ask you i don't know if you're i really don't know because i don't think pinkman's come up too much as a, a game on the podcast really were you like into those are you into those games or like are you interested in this or where are you at
1: i love pikmin 1 uh i'm obsessed over it Uh, i really wanted to love pikmin 2 um but you know that game it's got that whole cave problem (laughs) where like you just go into a cave and it's like all right wave one of 50 i'm like jesus all right i gotta keep these little critters alive uh, yeah, I don't know if you've ever played Pikmin two, but mm-hmm. it's brutal. Um, I tried Pikmin three and bounced off of it. Scott Guthier swears by Pikmin three; says it's great. I got to give it another shot. Yeah, um, I would like to to potentially go back to it, but you know, I, I just I don't know. I don't know if Pikmin's for me anymore. But I don't know. I'm curious, like what they would do um, to make Pikmin. You know, fresh again. I just really like the the kind of simplicity of that first game. Mm -hmm. Of just you gotta get all the ship parts before time runs out. Like I just think that's a great idea. It worked really well in that game. Um, The levels were really good, and and there was a good variance. Um, If they did a game like the first Pikmin again, which I feel like if Miyamoto is involved, they never will. Um, (laughs) uh, You know, no offense to Miyamoto, I just know his kind of stees uh then i would be i would be down but yeah I don't, I don't know it's hard to gain any traction on this one from a single screen shot.
2: yeah
0: yeah, that's, that's <laughs> i'm for hopeful sure.
1: though it looks great yeah i, yeah, I definitely visually. think
0: yeah i definitely think the visuals of it look definitely stood out They're like wow this is really nice and i like the kind of more detailed in the environment that they were showing um i only ever played pinkman three so i'll say i do i did like pinkman three um i played it back on the wii u when it came out on the wii u shout out to the wii u Definitely tapped Rest on, my, peace, tef- definitely tapped we on that, that screen a whole bunch playing Pinkman three. I will say like a, like it's hard to think back about any particular moments that I really stood out to me in Pinkman three because, granted, that was a number many number of years ago. Um, but I, I do remember liking it still. Um, but yeah, like this is this is interesting. Do you think at all this is the Pinkman four that Miyamoto just randomly mentioned like years and years ago in an interview? like it can't be right like it, it has to be just like no. like if people said it too much and like have said it enough now where he like randomly said in an interview and it's like and somebody was just like uh Miyamoto like we're actually not doing this <sighs> and I just kind of went silent for it's a like, while yeah it's almost done yeah it's
1: almost done you guys <laughs> yeah like, we haven't even, we don't even know what the hell you're talking about yeah man <laughs> yeah
0: exactly it's like what What are you even doing man what in the world um but yeah that was Pigman
1: Bloom he fever dreamed it you know
0: <laughs> that, that that was it the whole time yeah it's like it's on a mobile game i promise i put it on the phone it's pikmin 4 come on <laughs> this would be a moto just yelling in a, in a room um yeah but yeah yeah i i think i'm in a similar boat of like what i don't know what they would do with a four to like totally reinvent the wheel i think like you know i don't remember if pinkman 3 i think make pinkman 3 had some kind of co-op in it um
1: yes it did yeah two had co-op as well
0: but did it okay because that because i was, trying to think had, I was thinking pikmin, of of like
1: pikmin 3 had four player co-op was was a big thing
0: didn't have okay that's what i was about to say like i guess because i yeah granted I, I didn't have friends because i was playing a wii u back then so that's that was the thing <laughs> that's the main reason, main reason i didn't have friends was because i was Very playing, playing wii u games today. no one played pikmin
1: <laughs> 3 with another person <laughs> exactly fine. never
0: never ever i won't i won't believe it you could show me a tv somebody live on a stream doing it i won't believe it um, but that's that's what you i was gonna be rooftop I, cause honestly, party, yeah it was fake yeah because i don't i didn't remember that at all because that was honestly gonna be the thing i would mention for pinkman 4 It's like yeah pinkman 4 four player co-op you can play, squad up with three other friends and you can all have your own pinkman i'm sure i'm sure you can i'm sure they'll have some new versions of pinkman in this like you'll get your i don't know you have a you have a mole pinkman and he can dig around or something i don't know
1: um, sure. I feel like they, they might get into weird stuff like that. That's like less colored Pikmin and more like, yeah. you know, weird changes like
0: rock Pikmin yeah. kind of were in three. I would like, I would like like giant Pikmin. So you have, so you have like a giant one that's like absolutely massive and you know, it'll I I fight like love bigger, bigger enemies for you or something. That'd be silly and fun. Uh, um, but yeah, I, yeah, I'm curious about that. And again, that'll be next year. That feels like it'll be an easy, like probably summer game. Summer twenty twenty three would be my bet. Uh for that. Um but after after that every got, uh, every like, franchise
1: gets new life on the switch. So yeah. If if there's a time to do it, it's the, the time is now. Plus Pikmin three is twenty percent off on Switch
0: each oh, right. nice. nice. Yeah, Pikmin three deluxe. Um yeah, that's that maybe worth checking out. Um uh, after that we got Just Dance. That was the, you know the Just Dance stole thing let uh, look. This I will say. I'll give this a shot because it looks like they're just finally doing the doing away with like we're gonna put this game out every year. This looks like it was just like a here is a fully fledged like online just stands online. I think is what they like. It's some, it was called like something like that where it seems like it'll just be like a thing they just perpetually update from here on. So that could be something I guess. Um, after that, another another farming game. I think this might have been the last farming game in the in the uh, in the direct we finally reached the mm-hmm. end of the the end of the farming well that was Harvestella. uh they were announced that a demo came out which we've but played you can go on youtube.com yes. irrational passions Z, me and Alex us two right here uh play through like the opening bits <laughs> like it's like you know I think' it was like almost like the first hour or so of the demo we played I think you played yeah. you, pl- you played the rest of it so we'll probably I, talk about some I've more.
1: S- yeah I've since played the rest of it so we'll t- we'll talk mm-hmm. about it it's good
0: yeah yeah, yeah it definitely it definitely piqued my interest as well so i'm curious to hear how to, how it evolved uh post that uh demo because we definitely got a lot of exposition in that opening uh parts as always <laughs> yeah um, but you know um and the cool thing with that like with like every square Enix uh demo that's on especially on switch like you can transfer the save data from that demo into like the full game releases man like it's, it's kind of crazy to think like square Enix just has so many freaking games coming out right now like yes. yeah, cuz is like, one, like the, out. It's Dio changing. Field
1: Chronicles came out this week and then Valkyrie Elysium comes out next week.
0: Yeah, that's crazy. And then like what? Harvest, Harvest L is like November or something, right? Or is that October?
1: November 4th, yeah.
0: Yeah, so it's like not that far away. Then they have Crisis Core the Final Fantasy remake uh 7 remake. It's
1: December. That's December
0: yeah. like they're non-stop. It's kind of crazy. <laughs> um how much stuff yeah. they got they coming out. Um, after that we got um uh, Bainith, another a three trailer that continues to still look really good. I, I mean, again we were at PAX so we definitely heard a lot of people doing like they had like a Bayonetta preview of some kind behind closed doors. Game we're not cool enough to be there, but I definitely talked to a lot of people, other press people who went and saw that and where they were very hype on it. They said that them, that was a good yeah. demo that they played, and it seems like that'll be a really good game. Um, so I'm definitely uh, excited for that still. Um, another game after that they showed, which was kind of cool, is called Rain Code. This will be a murdery, mur- murdery, I guess murder and murdery mystery game uh, from the Ropa yeah, um, creators.
1: Yeah, this is, I had I not, I don't know if this had been announced before. I don't, I don't think, think so, Yeah, I don't but, think,
0: it. I don't think it had, no
1: dangarampa very very good very mm-hmm. underappreciated if you have not checked it out if you like visual novels and murder mysteries uh yeah i'm very interested in this one it's, cool. it's got that vibe it's got kind of like this weird behind the back adventure game detective style game so i'm curious if it'll like evolve yeah. on some of the dangarampa yeah. formula. But yeah,
0: it, it looks like it also had some like more like combat-y stuff in there as well like i saw them like fighting some kind of ghost, and you're like, it looked almost grpg ish but also you, like you were in like uh, like a battle formation, like a JRPG. But then like your you as the character were like like dodging attacks and stuff. So like it definitely, I yeah. it definitely looked a little interesting. Uh, so yeah, that, that's that's pretty cool. And I know, yeah, like you said, like I know like Danganronpa is like it has like a kind of almost like cult status. I feel like where there's a lot of yeah. a lot of fans that are really into it. That's it's always that it seemed pretty neat um so it's cool they're like they're doing something a little different maybe trying something different so i'm curious to hear more about that i think that's just sometime next year um after that we got our resident evil village is getting a cloud version on top of all the other resident evil games so it's like resident evil 7 and the two and three remakes are all getting cloud versions coming to switch and uh sure i guess eh. I so don't buy cloud versions of video games. I really like. I, if, I, guess, yeah. if, I guess if you, you only have a Switch, I get maybe you have no other way to play this, but you know, still think it's not really a great way to play it.
1: Don't do this to yourself.
0: Yeah, agreed. Um, after that, we got uh, some more more montages of stuff like Sifu's come to Switch, like I mentioned, Crisis Core, Final Fantasy VII. Uh, raiding silver yeah. guns like a like a shoot 'em up that got uh shadow dropped uh, endless dungeons like a co-op roguelite that was in there um and then we got uh tales of Symph- symphonia is going to be remastered uh for the switch it's early, again early 2023 oh, oh it already <laughs> came out on switch did it
1: no it, it it was remastered for the playstation 3
0: oh i see <laughs> <And> they're, <Okay. laughs> they're just remastering it again yep again but the,
1: the funny thing about the PS3 remaster is that's like both Tales of Symphonia games. They have like hard dropped the sequel. Like, don't worry about that. game. <laughs> like, nobody likes that game. Yeah, anyway. No
0: one liked it. So here's just the first one. Everyone liked that one. Um, that's cool. I, I, I'll, I'll admit I never I've never played. I've never really played a Tales game in general. So, but I know Symphonia was one that's like people are fond of uh, for sure. So yeah, maybe I'll, maybe I'll give it a shot one of these days. We'll see. It's.
1: It's definitely old, you know. It's like a two thousand one, yeah, two thousand two game, game. game. Yeah, but it's it's good. It's got like a fun cast of characters. It's got a good combat system. Um, I'm, I, I heard that like this version of the game looks like it's not going to run at sixty fps, which means Bummer. the only version of the game that runs at sixty fps is the GameCube version. <laughs>
0: well, yeah, really baby, funny. let's go. I should just buy. I should um, just buy that on GameCube then. I guess.
1: Yeah, or the pc version of uh, oh is
0: there a pc version too got it
1: yeah that was the ps3 version that that came out a while ago it came to pc as well so
0: ah uh, okay gotcha oh, cool. i was gonna
1: say also the crisis core got a release date that was that was like what was oh, really okay. they put out a proper um, date so that's just december 13th that's that's very exciting i'm cool. very much looking they, forward to that's playing
0: the that. Day, day before my birthday nice Nice. um So, so yeah that, that's cool um after that we got another like the, the true final montage showed life the life of strange remasters are still coming uh romancing saga lego brick tales uh was also, also coming to switch i was actually kind of curious about that it looked kind of kind of neat disney Speedstorm mm-hmm. coming at some point the disney cart racing game um, fall and fall guys, a new season of fall guys is starting soon. I think it may have already started. Um, then we had after that, we had our two final announcements. Um, uh, the first one was another Kirby game, uh, is being ported to Switch. It is Kirby Return to Dreamland. This was the Wii uh, Kirby game, which was like the first four player, uh, kind of Kirby game. Four player co op Kirby game, um, and this, I actually really like this Wii. Wii, I actually really liked. It. I played it on Wii when it came out. Return to Dreamland. It's actually like a really fun one, um, it, but it is very much a traditional side scrolling Kirby game. Uh, the whole The whole the whole gimmick of it was: it is four players. You can do four player uh, local co op. It seems like I at least when I gathered from that, it is not online, uh, which is kind of a bummer, but. <clears throat> You can kind of play as the whole Kirby squad, so you can play as like Meta Knight or King DDD or uh, the the Waddle D with the Bandana. But you can also play as um, just four Kirbys. So all Kirbys. All, oops, all Kirbys yeah. uh, is also in there, <laughs> which is pretty fun. Yeah. Um, they, That's they, great. Yeah, yeah. It's it's a, yeah, it's a great port. They did show there is a new uh, ability that wasn't in the original one. Uh, is, it's like a mech Kirby ability where he straight up gets like a mech suit. And he's like shooting lasers. It looked pretty fun, um, yeah. And that's that's cool. That's it's a that was a, a, a solid Kirby game. I would say it's pretty. It was pretty. It's pretty standard because you know, I think the problem with with it now is that it was fun when it came on the Wii, but then we had like years of 3DS Kirby games that were almost like a, a follow up and like a direct kind of lineage of games where like three or four Kirby games came out on 3DS that were in this style. So it's like ugh. I don't know if I could go back yeah. to this Kirby style, like, um but
1: especially after um, Forgotten Land.
0: Yeah, Forgotten Land was uh, a fantastic entry uh for sure, and it changed up the, the general vibe of Kirby. Um, but yeah, it's. It, it, but if, I just, you, if you didn't if you didn't play it though, I would say it's worth it because it is a fun Kirby. I, I liked it yeah, more than Star I just, Allies, so.
1: Sure. Uh, I realize this is the third game in this direct announced coming out for on February twenty fourth.
0: Yep, and it's also <laughs> February twenty fourth of next year. <laughs> That's crazy. Jesus, man. and those are all Switch games too. Like they're all like all three of those games will be out February twenty fourth. Yeah, just on in
1: this direct, uh, next, next not including year's. all the games that like you know. Right, like Capcom's gonna put out on February twenty fourth yeah, or right, something. You know, yeah. like somebody's just gonna that, put that, out a bunch of that ports. Fisc-
0: that fiscal year March baby, they gotta get it in. Mm-hmm. Gotta get it in. Yeah. Um, but that's that's uh, but that's um, that that was like the, the other surprise announcement. Then the closer, the banger. We finally we mm-hmm. finally got it. Breath of the Wild two is now known as Zelda tears of the kingdom legend of zelda tears of the kingdom is the sequel to breath of the wild uh we got a new trailer for it uh alex is gonna give a dissertation on it um <laughs> but we did we did um get a date for it as well it is gonna be may 12th 2023 um i'm i i will say like i was i i was i was surprised i was i was happy to get this so I don't take this the wrong way. I was happy, very happy to, to see this sure. now. Cause, cause I thought honestly we would, we would basically, we would basically like not hear about this. And all of a sudden they would just like, kind of give us like a, be like, Hey, here's, here's like a full direct about breath of the wild two. Here's the blowout. It would have been like sometime early next year. And then they would have given us the state. Like I could have seen like us not hearing about it today. And then like, I don't know, like in February, they could have just been like, here's a breath of the wild two direct. They give us the name give gives a bunch of info. And then they give us a date at the end.
2: Now, yeah.
0: I mean, I, I also kind of still think that'll happen, but now obviously we know, yes. that we know, we know the name and we know the date, the date coming. So now we can ha- have like a better time frame of probably when some of this, when we'll start seeing more news about this game. Uh, but Alex, how are you feeling? Let's, let's hear it. Let's, let's hear what you're thinking about this trailer. It was like, what like another like little 90 minute trailer, once again, yeah. it was one of those things where it was not like a lot of footage, but it was enough, right? It's like it was still, an, I think, enough to be like, "Here's this, this, and this," or "Here's shots of these things," and you could see there's these things, and oh my god, what does that mean for this? So, so, yeah. me, where do you want to start? Go I've, for it.
1: I've watched a lot of trailer breakdowns. Excellent. Yes. <laughs> this. I, this. I, I, I'll, like, I'll say I like,
0: I watched one or two as well. So, I, I, I yeah, I'm, I'm excited to hear
1: i feel like i've watched like a collective three hours of people just talking <laughs> about it what I, th- the big thing about like tears of the kingdom and it getting a name also i will say great trailer nice another teaser like the third teaser specifically yes. Yes. like we can't really call these like full regular ass trailers yeah, We we
0: have a full trailer from these three smaller trailers right yeah basically <laughs>
1: um the nice thing is like you know i said like i just want the name <laughs> beforehand i think like on the last episode yep. Yeah. Um, and I thought that we would get it. I wasn't sure that we would get the release date. It it is nice. I feel like they feel pretty confident at this point. Um, yeah. they've gotten it to that point where they're like, all right, we can lock this down. Um, you know, when Breath of the Wild eventually got its hard date, it it did not miss it. Uh people yeah. were really worried that it would, but it did not. Yeah. Um the the thing about like it getting the title. And the the day eight, now I don't have to ever watch anything about this game again. I can just now wait <laughs> patiently, watch thirty videos about this these last three trailers, and then like I don't need to see their full breakdown. Like I know I'm gonna be all in on this game, whatever. Yeah, right. Um, but I feel like it, it takes context from some of the previous trailers and and like reconfigures it a little bit, gives us a little bit more insight into what may be going on. Um, the big thing people have been like studying this like mural that is at the beginning of yep. the trailer. Yeah. Yes, um, a lot of imagery, a lot of great imagery, and you know Zelda's I think really good at at, at good imagery and um, mystery. People are, are, yeah, people are are in, invested in the mystery. There's like this figure with like long ears with seven like weird teardrop looking things. So, like, are these the tears of the kingdom? Is that like indicative? Like seven dungeons, perhaps. Right. Um. I I've seen a lot of theories kind of thrown out there. I think generally, it's it's one of two things. Right. Either this is like a wholly new character, this weird figure, or it, it could be like the goddess Hylia is what people are, are thinking. Sure. Um, okay. Which is which is exciting, since we've never actually really seen Hylia in game. Uh, we've just kind of heard about her, uh, and again that that ties more the skyward sword uh the other kind of big bullet point in this trailer like that you might not have noticed is like when we see link running at one point he's got this thing on his waist um, that is in place of the sheikah slate and it's like these looks like these little vials on like Mm -hmm. a container rack uh looks like there's eight of them people think that that could be like either charges for his whatever his glove his hand abilities are going to be um they could be the tears of the kingdom <laughs> right. people think that they could be like a container for teardrops maybe um i'm not sure i i, I feel like i lean more toward being like charges for abilities or, or right. something like
0: yeah because it had because like, i remember yeah i saw people mentioning that too because like it wasn't it, they had like empty slots in it too right so you you could mm-hmm. totally see a thing where like you were maybe getting the tears and with getting the tears, that gives you another slot in this thing to then perform some kind of abilities or get new pets, pa- some kind of new power or something like, yeah, I could totally see that for sure.
1: Uh, we see link diving off an Island, which I think tells you like, there's going to be no loading between yep. sky and ground, which is just so exciting. Yeah, this really feels cool. like what they wanted to do with Skyward Sword, and I think like a big thing that hurts that game is like the limitations of going between sky and ground. Like right. if they had nailed that, like I think you would have I would have been a lot lighter or easier on that game critically, yeah. right? Because I think that would have just been such a cool execution. Now that they're doing it and it's in a game like Breath of the Wild that's already so seamless. Uh yeah, I, I mean this is just gonna be so cool. Yes. Um apparently there there were patents Uh, that nintendo made that uh, showed these poses that link makes from diving to like arms out and stuff so lines (laughs) up with those Uh, i don't pay that much attention to nintendo patents but you know the the zelda freaks do and i love them for it
0: they'll (laughs) find anything and everything right
1: (laughs) yeah they show link uh, using the same power we saw in one of the previous trailers, where he like there was like a spike ball that he like reversed through time. They show him doing that to like a a, a block um, on the ground that's in the the Nikluda region that that gets like shot up, and yeah. he jumps on it to ride it up, presumably to a Sky Island, which is really cool use of that ability. I think they're already like giving us little hints of like, oh, you'll be able to use all this stuff to interact with the world in ways that you. Like, it just feels like there's gonna be so many more interactions with things. Yeah. If
0: that's, like, just a thing you can do. Yeah, um, can you just find this block that'll take you up into the sky. Yeah, it could, could be really cool. Mm-hmm. Sky elevators.
1: Um, <clears throat> sky elevators, like, using rubble as a sky elevator. It's funny, because, like, I think of um, Elden Ring, which came out earlier this year, obviously. Definitely influenced by Breath of the Wild. Um, and that game has a bunch of rubble that has fallen from the sky that we later find out is kind of part of like one of the, or designed after one of the, like the latest dungeons in the game that you get to. Right. Uh, wouldn't it be so cool if like an Elden Ring, you could like ride one of those up and that's what yeah. this game is doing, which is very cool. Yeah. Um, absolutely. <clears throat> people had speculated that link, there would be two links, potentially two timelines or something. Yeah. Uh, it's but not, now we I we, don't
0: think we, it seems the case. <laughs>
1: yeah the the trailer is shown kind of like this link with his hair down and link uh in his hylian outfit both in the sky so that people have kind of dismissed that yeah i also i also
0: noticed i also noticed people saying that like if you if you you can pause the the shot of him in his hylian garment he's running and you can see his his hand his right hand is like the robotic-y kind of like taken over by whatever it is hand so like it is more than likely just you know these are probably outfits you you get between you probably get this that link kind of it's probably just, how his game starts, start my guess or, yeah you probably get that as like some kind of outfit from probably maybe this figure or something or like something to do with some kind of thing that happens when you like first go up into the sky islands or whatever would probably be yeah you know, would be my guess as well
1: yeah that's um, I'm guessing that like at the beginning of the game when you're probably in, like, what the equivalent of the tutorial zone is, is when Link will have his hair down, he'll all be, like, matted up and, and messed up, uh, just yeah. kind of recovering again, as, as yeah, you, it you seems were doing, like they you were like were to doing, do with this game.
0: Yeah, you're doing some kind of trial in the sky or something, yeah.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: He also has, like, a new axe on his back when he's climbing up, like, the roots with his hair down, so people cool. think that could indicate, like, it's a crafted axe, potentially, or at least, you know, look at new weapons. Yeah, new weapon. And then, like, the the last shot uh of him like falling on this weird like stone bird glider i really thought like if if you had asked me like a month ago when they did the release date trailer i thought it was the final shot was going to be him like just straight up jumping on like a loft wing from skyward sword
2: um, yeah and oh, flying yeah. around
1: like on on a f- flying mount um and i think that still will totally happen but maybe it's they still just totally possible yeah don't want it don't want to show that in the trailer which i totally understand um, but I, I really think that is a, a possibility. I would love that. Also, just throwing it out there as long as it controls better. Um, <laughs> but we we see this this final shot of him like falling from presumably some sky islands onto this stone paraglider. But we get a nice pan out to uh, the world. We see Death Mountain has like malice pouring out of it, which you can also see in the, the key art that they released for the game, yep. um, which is very interesting. I, again, like when i look at stuff like that i am thinking like okay these are where this is where the action is this is where like the dungeons are going to be you yeah. know like put one in in each region yeah because um, yeah. i i think that'll happen yeah
0: and and something um i saw in another in one of the breakdowns i watched as well because I, I did watch them too not probably as many as you did but um somebody noticed in that in that scene where um link jumps onto that rock and is like kind of being lifted up uh, with uh, with that uh, stasis power if you if you pause mm-hmm. it and look when he's jumping onto it in that in that region when he's in you're in like the kind of like tropical excuse me region you can see now in breath of the wild it was not there but you can see now there is a big there's like almost what looks like a cave entrance next to that yep. um so i what i'm also guessing with like the malice coming out of the volcano now is there's probably now also like a lot of underground tunnels and things because obviously you know you can see the like you said, the the mouse is coming out of the out of the 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 vulca- out of the volcano itself, but also it's like lifting the cast Hyrule Castle up into the yep. up into the sky. So there's clearly like s- s- all of this stuff is coming from the underground. So I'm assuming there's a bunch of now underground kind of tunnel systems maybe underneath Hyrule, which that could be pretty insane if it they are that far reaching in, right if like you can presumably like go underground in that in that tropical region and be underground enough to then like come out like, you know, in some other Northern region of Hyrule or something that could be really cool. If that's how that works or maybe even if they're just like simpler cave systems or something like, I think that's like, that could add so much to that, that world in a really cool way.
1: Yeah. A hundred percent. And I I'm really curious like what the underground looks like, but yeah, like you said, we see Hyrule castle kind of like what it actually looks like post that initial teaser that we got where it was lifting up so it's it's not like all the way up in the sky but it is floating above where it is malice pouring out of it it makes Mm -hmm. me wonder like because you're not going to do the thing where hyrule castle is kind of the end destination again so i I wonder if like maybe that's where you start um Mm -hmm. kind of flip uh flip the game on its head from from the first one like that's where the tutorial area is i think that would be really cool um but in that that wide shot we also see a bunch of sky islands there's a lot a lot of different shapes and sizes of them but we see like this really big sky structure in the background um a lot of people are saying like this is like maybe a cluster of sky islands i in my head in my theory i feel like this is like a sky city of some kind Yeah, um uh, potentially another one of those uh dungeon possibilities uh, but yeah then we get this weird stone glider which i have no idea what that is for or what that means like if that's just like a means of travel or something yeah just like uh, so or of, like
0: yeah just kind of traveling around i noticed like you can see in that shot as well as like there's like a big green like glowing like hieroglyphic symbol on one of the mountains below it so i'm wondering if like, yeah, that has something to do like if that's maybe like something i've been thinking of um with like the Sky Island stuff, is and it's something also I saw in a, in a breakdown that people have pointed out is that the um, the um, oh god, I, I, I did literally all 120 of these in the original these, game, but the, shr- shrines. the shrines, yes, the Sheikah shrines are gone. Like, you could, like, the, the people have like freeze yep. frame the shot, some shots in the game in that new trailer. And I can see where one was in the original game is no longer there. So I'm wondering if like what that bird thing is maybe like a new base, like the equivalent of one of those, like in this game, right? Like now there, there are these Shika Shika Shrine-esque like puzzle challenges and things, but now they, you, you can find them as you like are traversing in these sky islands, and maybe like these like flying, maybe they like when you're running around Hyrule. Now you can see those kind of like bird gliders, like way up in the sky and you have to like, you know, jump down and leap onto one of those. And like that starts some kind of trial or puzzle thing. Like, yeah, be interesting I as think
1: well. that that makes sense for sure. Uh Yeah. And you know, that also brings in a lot of questions of like what fast travel is going to look like in this game. Cause all mm-hmm. the towers, all the shrines are gone. Um Which is cool. I, you know, like I, I'm excited at whatever possible solutions they figure up, figure out to uh, to kind of accommodate that. Like I said, loft wings—if they bring them back—I would be all for it. Yeah, but really yeah, cool. that's—I mean, there's a lot more to to digest. There, I, I would recommend go look up some of these uh, trailers for the last name, like the logo, which we finally got. Obviously, you get the broken master sword, um, with the weird kind of black and green or black and teal like repair section to it people think that that could either be like a new version of the master sword or uh potentially a different sword that is kind of parallel to it that that maybe like they have a linked fate which is interesting mm. with the logo we get these kind of two you know it's a lot of zone eye imagery if you're if you're familiar with the lore of breath of the wild the kind of backdrop of it a lot of those yeah. ruins are made by this Unknown ancient race, seems like this game is definitely gonna dive into some of that history. Uh, but the the symbology of that logo is very reminiscent of Boros, um, which is you know a snake eating its own tail, kind of representative of cycles of life and death, or death and destruction, or mm-hmm. you know, this and that. But also when you put that in the context of Zelda and you think about all the, the connections to Skyward Sword, you think of like of the general plot of that game as a prequel to the lineage of Zelda is setting up kind of like this cycle of of demise's malice kind of becoming Ganon and and the hero being reborn to fight it and Hylia becoming immortal and you know passing that, that power down the royal lineage line that would become Hyrule uh and this kind of endless cycle that that those three people are always in. Uh, so cycles of rebirth and death are, are are really big in Zelda conceptually. Mm-hmm. Um, the wildest theory that I really love, um, and I, I kind of hope is true, that people have thrown out there, is like this will kind of close the loop on the Zelda timeline and essentially round back around to being like a prequel to Cy- Skyward Sword in a way um, uh-huh. where Zelda becomes Hylia again and the goddess, and then you know people are raised up and live in the sky. Uh, and leave Hyrule, and then like it, it kind of loops, and it creates like this endless loop of of rebirth. Uh, I I think that's a really cool idea. I think yeah. certainly the themes of the story are going to be about the what is malice. Like we killed Ganon in like the last one. We've never played a Zelda. There there's so few direct sequel Zelda games that we never really see what happens after that happens. Um, yeah, for, for sure. Now. Wind Waker being kind of the exception there, but uh, even that is like weird and it's not like fully one-to-one Ocarina of Time that it's it's continuing, you know, it's got some different vibe to it. So this idea that maybe we'll see like the Malice be reborn into a potentially new enemy or like come back again as Ganon uh, and like Zelda die and then maybe potentially be reborn as Hylia or something. Um, yeah, I, I'm really curious, like thematically if they're going to like really shoot for the stars with this game. But I feel like with how much time they've been taking with it, how like clearly they know, you know, that team knows that they made something special with breath of the wild. They're not like sitting on their laurels. They're really trying to up the ante and make, I think a game that's going to surpass it. And boy, am I excited?
0: Yeah. Yeah. I'm, I'm very excited too. I love that first game a lot. still probably one of my favorite games all time as well so yeah i'm i'm really excited to see the direction they go with it and just like a lot of curiosities right of just like you know we still really don't know like the gameplay a lot of like gameplay aspects in any capacity of like there's probably still so many new gameplay aspects to this that we have no idea you know yeah the evergreen question the evergreen uh debate of weapon durability or not and all that jazz of where, where that'll end up in this, in this game. We don't know at all. And that was a huge talking yep. point for the first game um, as much as it, you know, whether, you know, it bothered some people or bothered people, not at all. We can, we don't have to get into all that, but you know, but th- that's still a big mystery, right? Um, stuff like stuff, like, you know, I think of, you know, one of the big things I think that came out about breath of the wild is was like, Hey, you could, you could do the tutorial and then just go right to the end. You can just go into the castle and just go, like, is there going to be a similar thing in this one, right? Like, like, what is that in this? And what is that in this game, right? Like, is it like, you know, like you said, yeah. like, we're going to start in the castle, but then, you know, th- then the malice the is going to come out. It can, once that happens in the in game, can you just, like, go to wherever the, the center of wherever this is coming from and just, just try and beat the game, right? Like, can you do that in this one again as well? Like, who knows? Um, Like you said, like, you know, we noticed there's not, we don't know what shrines are. We don't know how to track traversal in this world will fully work yet like what kind of mounts or things are going to happen what kind of abilities you're to get like we saw like the weird like you know you know like you said we he has that device we don't really know the abilities of that device we can kind of maybe guess like we saw in that very first original trailer was him like turning into like a liquid and like shooting through uh, like a yeah. ceiling, and then like standing back up on the floor after that. Like, is that one of those abilities? Maybe I guess. Who knows? Who's the? We- what's the weird, creepy corpse from that original trailer? We don't know what the hell that person yeah, is. Is that Gannendorf? Is that ganon Or like sure. maybe that's the? Maybe that was the person that's like seeing. We we're seeing, but like that, like that figure. But now they're like all like in like a dress or garb, and now we don't. And like, could that be the corpse of that figure? And it turns out maybe this. But maybe maybe they to do an even crazier thing, and like you think Hilia was this good person, and maybe it turns out Hilia was this crazy corpse monster, and the and the thing, and you know they're the they're the plague on the on the kingdom or whatever the fuck. Who, who knows? Like we don't we, like, we don't really know a lot of. There's still so many factors we just don't know about this, which is exciting. A lot of yeah, theorizing, it's really
1: exciting. But it's it's like you think about how they talked about Breath of the Wild, right? And that was, like, obviously such a big departure from Zelda mm-hmm. uh, just as a whole. And the way that they introduced that conceptually to people was just like, all right, here is the Great Plateau. We're going to drop you in it. It's really different. Go play it and, you know, just play it for an hour or so. And, like, I remember those first previews and hearing about this game, I'm like, this doesn't sound real. Like, this is crazy. Like, it is different. And now now that they have like introduced those things to us obviously pandemic times and all that are factors too but like Mm -hmm. they have taken such a backseat approach to it of being way more coy about it like they know all that stuff is a hit like they know that stuff works i think beforehand they were like we gotta get a temperature check on on is this working um and now they know and like obviously breath of the wild is one of the best reviewed games ever um and i am just so excited to see like the the creative mind at work like you said i'm talking about underground tunnels got potentially thousands of sky islands yeah. <laughs> like we don't know how high it goes either like it goes really high
0: yeah
1: um that's all we know um you know dragons in the sky you know mysteries underground uh, old areas reimagined revisited and on top of that like conceptually what does it even mean like the master sword is broken right like that's like one of the only things we know about this entire game and it is like a huge deal yeah uh one of the destroying like the most iconic objects in video game history um right at the gate like that's how we're starting the show yeah so i i just yeah they're clearly pretty confident i feel like they they know they've got like something special in their hands and i just i am so excited to like unravel all those little mysteries one by one
0: yeah yeah absolutely it's yeah uh yeah i can't i can't wait for that and i and yeah i i feel i feel you on the like i now i can kind of just shut off and not look about anything this game again but also at the same time it's mm-hmm. like if they announced you know if they announce the thing i'm presuming that like probably like you know I would say maybe March or April, probably, probably more likely April of next year. Yeah. Oh, here's a two years of the kingdom direct and just give us a big info dump. If they, if they announced yep. that, like I'd probably still, I'd, I like, I, I know, I know me enough to know I couldn't yeah. help myself and probably, I'd probably watch that. Um,
1: yeah, same,
0: but, but at the same and that's time, all they have to do is the yeah, thing
1: like, true. <laughs> and then it's over. Then it's like the game's out and we're all like in it, in the thick of it, under yep. uh, discovering the mystery together. And I, like that's the best thing about Breath of the Wild is when we were all like just going in separate directions and being like, "What the fuck's
0: going on over here?" Like, yeah, yeah, weird storm mountain, you know? Yeah, here's the world, and how's this this world that like some some people are definitely like us would be intimately intimately familiar with? Like, how is it different? And how how do they how do they make that interesting? Right? Like, how do they how does like the, the, you know we could walk into this world and see holy shit, what's happening in Grudo Desert? There's crazy shit there's a sky island sky islands in gerudo desert what are they what are that what does that mean or what are the what are the you know what do the people in in this world think of this The people that still existed right like you go to what are the Zora gonna think about the sky island flying up flying above them or the the, the cast of the hyrule castle like soaring in the sky with malice and the gorons now and what's like,
1: changed yeah, you know since so many, uh so much stuff. like how much time has passed since the end of breath of the wild like is hyrule castle town being like rebuilt yeah uh you know is there going to be probably new i mean
0: i mean Which, e- even if it was rebuilt it probably isn't now with that castle <laughs> yeah up in the <laughs> sky an, uh, in valise
1: unfortunate state for yeah. sure but yeah. you know like but to right. see something like that would be really interesting like yeah i and like you said like if there's no shrines right like how are we going to get upgrades right like how are we going to upgrade our stamina and our yeah. hearts and stuff like this yep. it's just so many questions
0: yeah so many questions Um, And I'm sure we'll, we'll, we'll get answers soon enough here, but now, now, now we wait right now. It's just, now it's the waiting It it feels much
1: better to wait now. I'll say like, I feel like way better. Like it's coming out in May, you know, potentially could get delayed again. But again, I I feel like they feel confident. I can kind of turn my brain off. Like you said, and I just don't have to think about it. Like I've got enough to chew on and think about and everything about this just seems like it's going to hit for me so
0: yeah yeah look it looks very very promising um but that was the nintendo direct for uh september um oh oh, i'd say we can give some overall thoughts here um i i i I enjoyed it um i -hmm. I definitely think it was one of those things where there's a lot of people that you know since we didn't get the summer direct they were definitely holding all of their eggs in the basket for this to be this huge blowout of everything and I've sure there's a lot of rumors like we, we've talked about in previous episodes of like hey where'd this where'd the, the Metroid Prime remake or this, this Zelda bundle or you know other things um, like this Mario Donkey Kong game or Donkey Kong game made by the Mario team like where's all these rumored things is, is it finally to be here and none of it, none of it really showed up that doesn't mean it doesn't exist necessarily, but, you know, none of it was really here. And instead we got like, you know, we got, we got, we still got cool announcements, right? We got new Fire Emblem, uh, Pikmin Fours f- officially real. We got Breath of Wild uh, 2, your Tears of the Kingdom now, um, fully kind of a name unveiled. It's coming in May. So there's still a lot of big announcements for next year. Uh, but then there's just a lot of middle of the road stuff like here's yeah, boy there was sure a lot of farming games <laughs> in here
1: yeah but, and if you're not, into that though you were hyped
0: yeah yeah that's what i was that's what i'd say too is like there's definitely a lot of uh nicher, uh announcements and it kind of made sense when like I, I saw a lot of people mentioning that like the the week this came out or the like this came out like a couple of days before a tokyo game show happened so there's definitely a lot of japanese developer or japanese like studios and uh, publishers announcements here so that lines up and makes a ton of sense why uh those would all be there it was because he's literally having a big presentation literally like a couple days after that you know with the Tokyo game show so it yep. made sense um but yeah it was it was fine to me I I, I think I thought it was a totally fine direct um and I, and I definitely am looking forward to a lot of these games uh what what did you think generally like overall I'd
1: say this one is probably stronger for me I'm like obviously a big jrpg fan mm-hmm. so uh i and like harvestella like getting the demo for that was really exciting yeah obviously we'll talk about it in a, in a, in a little bit but i was really interested in this new Fire Emblem again because i was really hoping the next one would be a bit more traditional it is i do like the idea of like bringing some of the other past Fire Emblem here is into like a Fire Emblem game proper as opposed to it just being another Musou game or something like that those are fine you know I'm not mm-hmm. here to judge your Musou likes but I, <laughs> I I would love to see that in a Fire Emblem game finally getting it cool I'm like all in on Fire Emblem Engage like I, I just got put right back in that Fire Emblem mood Nice. Um, from, from earlier in the year um, I've wanted this damn Breath of the Wild name for three years, so I'm like, <laughs> of course you're going to get that. But then, you know, you get other stuff like Tales Symphony Phony Remastered. really cool. I was really excited to get the um, Crisis Core release date, which is very soon. Um, more Mario Kart mm-hmm. DLC. I'm curious what Pikmin 4 is going to look like. Um, and, and I'm a fan of farming games, even though out of the group here, I'm probably only going to end up playing Harvestella. Yeah. And I thought Octopath too is a is a cool surprise. So, yeah, I, I think it was strong. Um, yeah, I know. Like it's it's always the thing of like it's going to be, you know, whatever flavor you're into, right? This is going to be somebody's jam, but not everybody's, and that's yeah. just how it is. Yeah, um, that's people, how it is with always, all directs.
0: Yeah, people are always going to overhype and overspeculate and hope hope for the hope for the moon. And you know, if, mm-hmm. you know, it's always it's always how the dice is going to roll for sure.
1: It it feels like, and it, it is weird, like, uh, I feel bad for Jeff Grubb just because he got wrapped yes. up in the whole <laughs> Zelda remasters thing. Yeah. Um, and, yep. you know, we're all waiting for that. It, it'll probably happen at some point, uh, maybe. But yeah. there's also, like, that Metroid Prime remake, which is apparently still very much real. It just was not announced. Yeah. Um. So maybe and, that, and it, that ended yeah. up getting pushed or something.
0: Yeah, that, that would make more um, sense to me because, like, the whole idea of, you know, now that we know... When Breath of the Wild Two is, like, you know, obviously there's still the looming of Metroid Prime Four and its its existence and what state it is in. So like, I feel mm-hmm. like getting a Metroid Prime that Metroid Prime remake, which does make a ton of sense. Feel I feel stronger to me to being maybe a next year game, because I think you know once you get into next year and we get Breath of the Wild Two you know the, some of the last few big bastions are metroid prime four like that's kind of i think the last big yeah. you know, question mark right now at this point now right like, and
1: three is coming out in october so yeah, like Bay that's 3, the other yep. big one yeah exactly so
0: so like that's kind of it so like we kind of that has to be in some state at some point right like and they can't you know let's they just you know give us a video again where it's like yeah hey, we canceled it sorry but I don't think that's happening. Yeah. I think so. I which, think
1: yeah, this, I don't think it's happening. So,
0: so I think, I think it, like, I think we will still see that Metroid Prime remake maybe next year in the build up to Prime 4 finally kind of be starting to be unveiled. And maybe, hopefully, in 2024, we might actually, that might actually be a, a video game we can play.
1: <laughs> yeah. I, I definitely get the vibe from this that we are in that, like, I think new hardware is coming. Obviously, yep. we've been wrong before, but it, <laughs> yeah. it feels really, really strong like that. I I honestly feel like new hardware is going to come out when Zelda does. Um, okay. That, that is the, mm-hmm. the vibe that I am getting, um, which would make sense. Then if you think like Metro Prime Remake is apparently very visually impressive, um, mm-hmm. that that would come out kind of, after that point was it for new hardware if this maybe donkey kong game is made by the mario team and it's getting that big push and that big tlc that that could also kind of coincide with new hardware launch to get more people involved and stuff um and metro prime 4 in addition to that so that is that is what i am feeling i obviously that's that's possible but i i still think that we will get new nintendo hardware next year whether it's before zelda or after i don't know i don't you know it doesn't i don't think yeah. it
0: matters that much but yeah it's gonna
1: happen next year i i really think
0: so I'm, I'm kind of i'm kind of feeling that as well i don't know if i don't know if it'll be a true successor necessarily yeah that, that's that's where i'm I, i'm the question mark i'm at currently but i definitely feel that as well of like and again i think it it's not a necessarily like we're saying the games are bad or low quality but it is they have that vibe to them right Of us it's like the new Fire Emblem looks cool but it looks like a lot like it looks like it's just another new Fire Emblem. Um, Yeah, we're getting the sequel of Breath of the Wild, and that's that's very exciting. But also it is a sequel is a sequel game. We just got Splatoon three, which I I like a lot and I'm playing a lot. I'm going to literally play a bunch of it probably after this because I want to play in Splatfest. Uh, But it is more Splatoon and they're just going to probably just do a bunch of free updates for that game over the next year and a half. Um so I And we're getting like
1: Mario Kart 8 DLC as we speak. We're getting Mario Kart DLC Mario <laughs> Kart 9. <laughs> we're getting... Yes,
0: 100 percent Like we're getting we're yeah. we're kind of getting those um like longer in the tooth longer in the tooth of these franchises that have seen a lot of success on the Switch are now seeing a lot of these uh pop up. And I think that that's because I think that and we're getting these ones now. Because probably a lot of the maybe bigger teams, like you said, like the like the Metro Prime Fours, like the next Mario game, um, whatever uh, whatever else they're cooking up at Nintendo, are probably the things they're going to be able to push and say like, hey, here's why you want to buy this new thing, because these are yeah. these are these big things you've been waiting for, and here and here it is. Like if it's an entirely new Switch, or it's some kind of the the true Pro version we've. It's been speculated around and thrown around for so long, right? Like, yeah, I'm, I, I'm, ho- I'm, I want to be back on that train to say these that that's happening. Um, yeah. but but well, but again, we'll just have to wait and see. That's still probably a year away at best in my in my eyes personally. Um, yeah, but but I think we're, we're we we could really start finally feeling like we're on the road to that, uh, for sure
1: um it definitely like it feels like the oled was probably gonna be some kind of update and then it was just too much trouble to with the whole chip stuff to to make that happen so for sure uh this it's the time it is which
0: it is the time indeed um so we have um a bingo card we made back in was that our may episode i believe we made it in may Our
1: may Uh, episode yeah uh
0: we made a bingo card for the next nintendo direct because we thought like like fools we'd have a summer one but we clearly did not obviously um so it's kind of funny now looking through all of these and <laughs> realizing where of the timing of all of these um
1: brings up a lot of questions
0: brings up a lot of <laughs> questions sure. indeed i think we i think we'll just go through these and um uh basically uh have a word across these off we, we definitely did not get bingo uh, unfortunately but I I, I want to go through them all and see if we even got them remotely right. We I'm seeing some ones we did good here. So let's just go across the top here. Our yeah. first our very yeah. first one, Chris Pratt speaks. Chris Pratt. Man, we, we we were we, all, now, we were only we, a couple days away from that one.
1: <laughs> I know we know now that yeah, New York Comic Con is when we're getting the first teaser for that. Uh, yeah, God, have, I am have, so terrified. Yeah,
0: I am. I am too. <laughs> I I'm I'm just very much not emotionally. Or mentally prepared for that to just be a real thing that's that people can see. I don't even know if that would be Charlie like,
1: Day as Luigi.
2: Yes,
0: <laughs> Seth Rogen will laugh and will laugh on the Donkey Kong. <laughs> 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 I'm not ready. I'm ready for that. No. I just and that's no. the thing. Like the wor- the worst. This is the worst part of it. This is what's going to really happen. Is it's going to be like viewable at, for people only at Comic Con? So then, we'll, then we'll just then we'll just have like the the word of mouth of it, and then like just people be like somebody yeah, trying to describe even, to you. You what? won't even know, and it's <laughs> just going to be sitting here, just being like, God, this is worse. Put the, the bullet. <laughs> I, don't, I don't in my want head someone else out. to know. <laughs> yeah. This, this is just, it's, yeah. Oh, God, I can't. God, it's going to be miserable. Um. So, so that's so. Chris Pratt was definitely not in the direct, but soon we will have that horror upon us uh breath of the wild 2's name revealed we did get that tears of the kingdom that was our second one yeah. we got the name reveal we finally got it great name also great name really yeah great name, great name. uh a few, i will say, i will say maybe it was a little bit overblown for them to be like we didn't reveal the name because it's gonna spoil something
2: well, yeah. i don't really
0: know if that really gave anything we, away. we, we still, still don't know what the yeah, fuck's we, going yeah, on <laughs> we, still, we, still, we still don't know what the fuck's going on yet <laughs> um we have theories now but you know it's like yeah yeah (laughs) exactly yeah we don't really have the full picture um after that i I put 10 indies shown i'll say i think we hit 10 indies
2: yeah i Uh, think so
0: 10 indies like here i'll I'll go through again it takes I actually take two is from ea so i wouldn't really i wouldn't really expect we've got oddball oddballers uh tunic there's there's two fate fate farm that's three ib factorio that was like five um brain code uh, that's like square enix right or no i could be wrong uh, but then like rain yeah like oh rain code that's and ropa fact
1: factorio yeah factorio would um, be
0: one uh, sifu and like uh endless dungeon so yeah I, th- I think i think we hit i think there was 10 i think it's safe to say there's 10 mario jumps um that's actually a good question. I sh- I, I didn't I didn't
1: re- I believe he does. I didn't
0: rewatch it yeah. to get the f- the full thing, but I would not be surprised if you went back and looked at like the he, Mario Party yeah, the does... Mario Party or the Mario Rabbids trailers, like, he probably jumps or does He doesn't in, Mario... in the
1: Rabbids trailer,
0: yeah. Yeah, so. I'm pretty sure he jumps. Uh no Metroid Prime remake said face as we talked about a second ago. Uh Miyamoto did reveal himself now on the next line. Uh, we did get a Miyamoto uh, I, I, ped, peddling his Pinkman Bloom.
1: <laughs> I didn't think this would happen, and I'm surprised that this is the yeah. one, one of the ones that we got.
0: <laughs> yeah, we got it. Um, that was pretty good. Uh, Metro Prime 4 teased, uh Definitely did not happen. Um, Mario Musso did not happen, sadly. Keep uh, dreaming, baby. Keep dreaming. Uh, new Splatoon music track plays. I'll say, sure, why not? Because there was definitely tune music in that um uh, yeah so I'll, I'll, I'll give us that one advanced wars shadow drops all oh, poor poor advanced wars still just nowhere to be found Oof. i feel like that's just gonna yeah. come out i feel like they're just gonna put that out next year at some point as weird as it is to, yeah. to say that i think it's just they're just gonna throw it out some point next year uh new hardware teased <laughs> no um silk song sadly not here um you know. we had gba and uh game boy uh games on nso that did not happen still i think it still yeah, will happen but not, not for even.
1: sure that's just another big question mark you know yeah. like where is that where would that like that? leaked so, like yeah. the emulator Exists. leaked online like you know yeah. i just yeah. we'll have to wait and see i guess
0: we will have to wait and see uh for sure but i still yeah i still think that that'll happen for sure uh wario did not fart uh, a travesty, a travesty <laughs> indeed. That's definitely no, even I if we did, even if we didn't get a bingo, if Warrior didn't fart, I still feel like we would have lost. Even if we did actually get a bingo, uh, three hopes DLC. Um, actually, I don't think we did get DLC. We did in that uh, F zero. Anything? Very of course not. Of course we did not get anything F zero. Um, <laughs> excuse me, um, Pinkman. Hey, we got Pinkman four pinkman bloom we got that so pinkman is alive baby um 20 switch snap sounds i'm gonna say we maybe did i don't know maybe yeah i don't know for sure i i definitely did not go count that so i'll put that as like at this point it doesn't really matter anyway because we never we didn't get pink anyway but you know we'll call it out Luigi in mario movie we still don't know it still could enough. happen it could happen New
1: yeah. York Comic Con baby New York
0: Comic Con for wait for the <laughs> Waluigi uh, post credits tease I believe uh, Tombadamichi life on Switch uh, did not happen I uh, wish it did I still wish it could happen I want to see that happen because I think that'd be fun to, to get back in people's hands Mario Kart DLC wave 2 um, that, that definitely shows the timing of when we put this out because uh, DLC yep. 2 came and went and then we get a tease uh, for wave 3 so there you go. Uh, I will say, I, I don't know. I guess you could technically give that to us. I don't know. Uh, Mario and DK team up game. That still sounds really cool, but definitely did not happen. Um, Zelda remasters did not happen. Uh, Mario and rabbits dated. So yeah, uh, once again, we uh, did not have the date uh, at the uh, at, at this point in May, but we definitely had gotten it since then. It was not in this direct. But it happened happened before the direct. I'm trying to remember when that, when that did happen. That was
1: E3 area. Yeah, yeah, because yeah, they, they did they
0: did they do a mini in between the May and this. I think they did. They, it, I
1: think it was announced when Ubisoft talked about stuff.
0: Yeah, maybe you're right. Um, but um,
1: that also might have been just one of the tweets that they put. Out. <laughs>
0: yeah, it could have just been a tweet. You're totally right. Um, and then DK gives a thumbs up. I don't believe DK was in. Unless he was in the Mar- one of the Mario Party scenes.
1: No, I checked. I'm checking now. Uh, okay, he checking wasn't. Now.
0: Okay, good. Yeah, so he was not. He was not in any of that. So no DK Bummer. thumbs up happened. Uh, but that was our that was our bingo card that we made pick in May. Um, no bingo for us. But that was fun. We'll definitely maybe we'll have yeah. to do that. We'll have to do that again in the future, uh, for sure. Yeah,
1: these are so fun.
0: Yes, um, a lot of fun. But that was that was the again, yeah, that's Nintendo direct. I think that's kind of all the news that happened uh, for Nintendo since, since this last episode yeah a lot yeah as as directs are give us a lot of news. I don't think too much else in the news happened. One thing I will shout out um, Mario Kart related, which I think it was interesting um, Mario Kart tour on phones. Uh, its next uh tour update, which is the first week of October, they're taking the gotcha out of it completely, as in they are huh. basically what they're doing. Um, I, I got this. I think I think I guys saw it going around the, like making some news rounds when they first announced it, but you can go in the game now and I and like I saw it because it has like a little you know news tab and you can go like here's a message from the Mario Kart tour team. They basically just said like yeah, so with the next tour we're introducing something called spotlight shop. And basically with the spotlight shop, um, when I because usually what happens is a new tour releases and you get, you get the new track or whatever track is available in it. And then, uh, that's, that's free. You can just, you can just raise on the tracks. Uh, but for the paid stuff is like, you know, outfits and like, you know, the gotcha character. So it'd be like, here's like, you know, some Mario character, or it'll be like, you know, a costumed Mario character where it'll be like, here's, Mario and like samurai armor or peach in like, you know, like a a kimono or, you know, all kinds of different characters and outfits, Mario characters. And those are like the special gotcha characters. And then there's, there's like carts and gliders and stuff too, themed around whatever tour or thing is going on. So now in the spotlight shop, when a new tour comes out, you can just go into the spotlight shop and, and essentially buy the characters directly with the currency rather than using the paid currency to like roll, do like a gotcha roll to like roll 10 r- pipes. Like is there pipes in there? Cause you're pulling a pipe. So you basically put, you know, I'm pulling a pipe, Mike. You know, yeah. I am. Hell yeah, baby. <laughs> but yeah, it's, you know, it's a gotcha. So, you know, you do the thing, you pull a 10 and you'll, you'll get 10 random things. Well, now you, you that's being taken out completely. So you're not pulling pipes anymore. You're basically, you can basically just now go into the spotlight shop and buy them, by the characters or the carts or the gliders directly from the shop with the, the paid currency, which are called, oh. I think they're called like rubies or something. So that's, so that's happening. And Mario Kart tour also, also that same update that they're, is wild. They're adding a bad, they're adding battle uh, mode. So like, you know, battle, like the balloon popping battle mode for Mario Kart, uh, uh normal Mario Kart games, standard Mario Kart games is now going to be in tour as well in October. So there you go. Mario Kart update, Mario Kart Tour update for there. Yeah, I thought that was that was that was kind of surprising. I was like, oh wow, they're just they're just taking it out completely. Which, I mean,
1: sure, it's very funny. scene. like I remember way back when, like the Nintendo DNA deal was announced um when like dna like bought a bunch of shares in Nintendo, and they were like sharing st- shares and we were like oh no nintendo's going all mobile yeah and like nintendo yeah, yeah. made mobile games and they like just clearly didn't like them yep. <laughs> and, yeah. and like except except for the Fire fireman one which made them a fuck ton of money yeah, yeah basically, um, basically you,
0: can clearly, you can clearly tell like the ones that are still going are like going because they make money like right like yes so
1: like the animal crossing and, and fireman ones yeah um but then like removing microtransactions or gotcha elements from multiple mobile games just because they just don't like it uh, is yep. very funny to me. It's it's yeah. it's one of the few bastions of of conscience left in the yeah. video game well, industry. Nintendo, I guess
0: yeah, Nintendo's just yeah. So we so weirdly forward thinking on that kind of stuff to to do that kind of thing. They're just happy
1: putting out sixty dollars. Really. <laughs> ports <laughs> <laughs> that's the, that's
0: their uh, Yeah, i mean yeah ultimately the switch is just doing still insanely well um that, though that is that is like one other news bit that happened is like as we can talk to i'm talking to it in games as well splatoon 3 like splatoon 3 within like i think it was like like three or four days became one of the, the highest selling opening games in japan period like ever so, ever yeah. so 4.1
1: so, million units sold in japan or something like yeah, that
0: yeah like and it was like within like a couple of days span like so that's like a opening game opening thing in japan like that is and that's just japan that's like not like including like sales in the u.s or any other territories like that is insane to hear that like that's how big again i think it's one of those things right where like sometimes we can be just as like you know living in the u.s and not being really tuned into other countries and regions and what they what they buy and sell really into like well, i would never would have guessed i, I mean i knew splatoon is extremely popular in japan but i never would have guessed to that scale right i think like a lot of people just saw yeah. that and was like holy crap like I, like i like that's like dragon quest levels of like popularity which is like insane to hear um <clears throat> but yeah um new that's that that's like i think that's like the like the, the highlights of the news uh so we can get into games let's talk about games we've been playing on nintendo switch yeah and there's a lot of games also too lots to talk about here a yeah, lot, yeah. lot to talk about here <laughs> um so we, we we mentioned it in the direct um Stella. i want to hear more about it uh because that's definitely one yes of the, and you said you played through the demo uh yeah there's a demo on switch now that you can go play um, again it was revealed in this direct and you can play now and then have the save data transfer over we did a viewpoints. Uh, on our youtube channel youtube.com slash passions uh showing that off um we played to the intro. get nice
1: raw reactions of the story elements Yeah. yeah <laughs> so, uh,
0: check so, checked so many anime trope boxes within that it's unreal but also like not surprising yep. it's it's totally fine um so tell me more about this this time traveling anime girl uh what, what yeah and um how she gets involved in your farming exploits
1: Her name is Aria. You learn that like a couple days later. Um, So that's fun. Um, Yeah. So um, we do just basically like the first day or two in the in the viewpoints. So then I played through the end of chapter two, which is when it'll like cut you off. It's either if you get to 15 days played or which I I wonder if 15 days is like how long the seasons are. So that would be probably like the end of spring and then it would go into like quietus, because that happens between each season. Uh, I don't know for sure, but that's just me assuming that. Right. Um, Or you can play through the end of chapter two, which is what I ended up doing. So I was day nine was the the last day that I had played. Um, And it took me about like four or five hours, um, which is pretty chunky. Yeah, I like... Playing it, it is cool because it does. It feels like, in one regard, like a JRPG, like an action JRPG, which with some pretty cool mechanics. Mm-hmm. Um, and then in this other gar- regard, is this life simulator aspect of it, where you are kind of like living in this place near this town and and going um, and harvesting crops and stuff and and getting materials to craft items and whatnot. Um, and like if you explore around like your little house area um, there's like this big crystal wall and it's like, Oh, you need a level two bomb to break this. Uh, or there's a big stone wall. It's like, Oh, you need a level one bomb to break this. And it's like, these are things that you craft. It's like, Oh, here's a broken bridge. You need a repair kit to uh, fix this, which is actually something I, I learned to craft in the, the demo a later on. Um, so like i'd say like all the farming stuff is pretty standard but well done it takes a lot after um stardew valley in particular um it seems like the only way to sell stuff is to ship them which is like end of day you'll get uh progress for it as opposed to you can't like go to the shop and sell them like you can in in uh stardew valley which is a bummer but because then you can't like sell and just like get stuff rolling in that same day yeah um but and and do you feel that that
0: is that something that could like change in like because it's a demo right like you could maybe in the full game you might be able to do something like that potentially or
1: it seems like there are going to be like other towns and cities and stuff so i I think for sure there could be places where you'll be able to sell stuff uh i don't know but i hope so the only thing like that that stuck out to me as missing or, or what I wanted more of, and it definitely seems like there will be more of this later in the game, uh, and it even says like at the end of the demo, it's like, after this point, after chapter two, this, this, and this is going to change. So look forward to this. And it's like, oh, okay, cool. Nice. Uh, there will be more people to interact with. It seems like like at the very end of the demo after like the story bit it's like your relationship with Aria went up by 1 point and it showed like the, the point screen with them where you can get close I'm like okay can, cool this is like this th- hopefully uh, god willing <laughs> uh but like it was like developing relationships with specific characters was the thing that I was kind of missing while I was playing it but again it was still pretty early on right um the the big thing is after the end of chapter 1 uh, which just happens kind of narratively as you're exploring like Aria, who's like this lady that comes through a portal that she thinks is from the future and very, that stuff didn't get any less confusing. <laughs> of course um, yeah. they they alluded to a lot more mysteries. She's like, Oh, I've got to go up to um, the, the big crystal thing that is like, there's four of them apparently throughout the world and each of them represents each of the seasons. Um, so this one, I think, is representative of fall. <laughs> so she goes up to it and like then you go up to the base of it and there's like a whole forest area and that op- acts as like the first dungeon, basically. Um, so chapter two is you like across multiple days, however long it will take you going through the first dungeon, um, which was pretty cool like you know there's multiple paths there's like optional areas there's like areas with higher level monsters where it's like oh come back later and and maybe get some extra treasure chests and stuff Um, there are like shortcuts that you can make like Dark Souls style um, that it's like this creating building this ladder will take one hour of in-game time that's kind of like where the life sim balancing meets JRPG stuff kind of interesting where it's like okay well it's 9 p.m. so i probably need to go back to my house soon but i can spend an hour making this ladder and then when i come back here i'll be able to get kind of deeper in quicker and then eventually you unlock these like crystals that'll let you just fast travel to kind of checkpoint major checkpoints in the dungeon um so you can just like jump to the halfway point jump to the three quarters point cool um when you get to that dungeon there's a character that you meet um who is like one of those armored people and you help her and she deanthus is her name uh and she joins your party um cool. I was,
0: yes i was gonna ask that because i know that was something we we saw like we looked through the menus and viewpoints and saw like you there would be some kind of partying up with characters i was definitely curious how that worked
1: yes so she was in my party anytime i was in uh that like dungeon area uh, which i forget the name of it's like some some forest name um and so if i'd leave she would just disappear and then when i come back she'd just be in my party ready to go um and so she would do magic and then i would uh, attack and then later on there's like a mini boss that you fight that's like this weird talkative unicorn not even kidding uh and <laughs> Uh, then the unicorn teaches you magic, or it like helps you awaken to your magic, and then you unlock the mage, uh, class, like the mage job. Um, so then you learn to do magic. So the mage, like their basic attack is just like an ice magic attack, and then like one of their specials on cooldown is like a thunder attack. Hmm. Um, and you can switch jobs on the fly in combat. Um, so you can switch from fighter to mage. And then the job that you came from then goes on cooldown for like 30 seconds. So you can't like switch constantly. Um, and the reason that becomes important is like when you get to the end of the dungeon, you fight the boss at the end, which is uh, another kind of armored character. Uh, they introduce the break system, which is similar to like a stagger gauge or a stagger system um, where... Cool. You can attack an enemy's weakness and then break them, and then they'll be more vulnerable to all attacks. Um, but if you, there's like different elemental weaknesses, like thunder and ice and fire, and etc. Um, if you break, th- th- there's like a gauge in the upper left corner that will tell you, like, is this their fire weakness? Is this their ice weakness? If you break, if you cause like a break. On the gauge for two adjacent weaknesses, it like exponentially goes up. Uh-huh. Um, so like I did fire, and then I did ice, and then I did lightning, and I had th- all three broken at the same time, so they were taking like three times as much damage. Um, hmm. So then I would do that on the mage class, then switch to the fighter class, and get in and do more damage and stuff. Um, and just by using the classes, at the end of day, you get experience when you go to bed. And then you get job points after that that you can then use to unlock stuff in the in the job skill tree. Cool. Uh, so it was it was pretty involved and like seems like the your party members will have some passive abilities that I unlocked for like right at the end, so I didn't get to really see them um, use any of those that might help. Um, and presumably they they unlock new major abilities as well, but like. Switching jobs like on the fly and like using different things for different enemies is like, oh, you run into an enemy that has like really strong armor. So you have to use magic to do damage like mm-hmm. all that seemed pretty intuitive and and uh, again, simple, but well executed enough that it was fun to play. And it was like pretty involved, like mechanic system that I was really pleased with. Yeah, Um and then it kind of like ends on that that little relationship bump, and it's like, okay, we'll see you, uh, see you next time. When
0: can I craft the engagement ring?
1: Yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, I yeah, I, I just like everything about it, it totally clicked with me. Cool. The way it feels, like just kind of hack and slashy, the farming stuff, the going around town and, and doing chores and stuff like that. I just it jumped right to the top of my most anticipated list I, I really really dug what i played and i'm very excited for november 4th now so
0: cool yeah yeah i yeah i definitely came away like now hearing that stuff like that was some of the rpg elements was definitely what i was uh most curious about as well And like kind of how the part the party stuff works out that's so cool to hear it has some interesting stuff like like when you started mentioning like switching classes on the fly like that that awoken my like you know something bravely bravely default vibes of like our traditional jrpg stuff where i really liked that kind of class uh, class uh ability to like kind of level up classes and then kind of mix and matching those abilities and things uh, i really liked yeah um so hearing that like me is definitely maybe, okay all right i kind of like i kind of like leveling up different classes and seeing what different classes do so i'll probably you know, maybe check this out as well um but I might I might uh pick that up on Steam on PC because it'll be on I'll be able to Steam Deck. So that'd be fun. Yeah,
1: that seems like great, great Steam Deck option. Yeah, yeah. I it weirdly reminded me kind of like uh Strangers of Paradise, uh because sure. that also has like the job switching on the fly and Final Fantasy style jobs and stuff. Yeah. Um, but a little bit more my speed.
0: <laughs> yeah, that's that sounds uh pretty sweet. Um so, um I'll talk about a game uh I really really I really really liked and uh it is Tinykin. Tinykin yes. um yeah this uh came out uh early September. Um I was provided a code for it, I should say. This is one of those things where I got a code for it the day I was flying out to Pax West. Um so I didn't play it till we came back from Pax West. And I also got COVID. So I was like kind of slowly going through it. Um, but man, <laughs> but man, is it a fantastic 3d platformer? It's probably, you know, there's, there's some other 3d platformers that came around uh, uh, recently. Like we talked about, we mentioned Kirby, um, early this year, but I actually even like this more than Kirby, which, and I liked Kirby. Um, basically kind of the, uh, like the simple kind of boiler, uh, pitch for it is it's a 3d platformer. um, that basically has you collecting Tinykin, which are in a sense very similar to Pinkman, which we've been talking about this a lot this episode. And they are these little creatures that you're kind of finding in these 3D 3D platformer levels. And each of them have different colors and different abilities. And like, you know, just in a way, the Pinkman does, like straight up. There's pink Tinykin and you can straight up use those to. Uh, kind of push heavy objects around or straight up just like lift them and carry them to places to complete various platforming objectives or open pathways for you in the levels. And you are in the levels themselves are straight up. Like you are in like a base, like honey, I shrunk the kids scene as I put it in the video review, I put out, um, which you can watch on youtube.com slash passions or read on RationalPassions.com. passions.com. Um, basically, you know you're in these big you know you're in like you know one level will be looks like almost like a you know a kid's a kid's playroom and there's you know like toys and bookcases and like a guitar on the ground you can run around these and they're you know huge or you can go into like you know a bathroom and you can just walk around this big toilet or like you know open this open up a you have to like kind of break in you have to like climb all the way to like the the, the, like the upper levels of a, of a, of a room by climbing up all these different, like, you know, different, you know, up on, you know, you'll, you'll climb up these towers of toilet paper onto like a bathroom sink. And then from a sink, you'll like go up these like weird, like, you know, makeshift ladders that these uh, like creatures have made in in these environments um, to then like get up into a vent way to get into a, this, the other part of the bathroom which has like a big you know which has like a washing machine and like a big bathtub and you can platform around those and collect these tiny kin um, and they can do a whole bunch of different things you can do you know like i said the pink tiny kin then there's like in the later parts of the games you get green tiny kin which are straight up like you know they, they kind of like stack themselves onto each other as you kind of hold down the trigger and then you can climb up them like a ladder to reach higher areas There's like blue tiny kin, which um, conduct electricity. So you can basically like find like an outlet and like a, like, you know, a loose cable. that's you know, spark electricity. And then you like connect them like a line that like, you know, takes the arc of electricity through them to solve this puzzle, maybe turn on a piece of appliance or like help you open up um, a certain thing. Um, So there's like a bunch of different uh, varieties of tiny kin that you can use to kind of solve puzzles and just, you know, it's uh it's a 3d platformer so it's like you know i would say it's more in the vein of like uh i would say it's more in the vein of like a, a banjo rather than um like uh well I, I, it can be, it's it's mario x2 like it kind of blends a little bit of that because like you are collecting stuff um but it isn't really like a i wouldn't say it goes as hard as banjo does where it's like you know you're collecting jigsaw pieces and feathers and this and that it's more just like you are, you are collecting things, and I, th- I think the Banjo comparison comes from more like, you know, there's tons of, like, characters around these levels, and you are going up to them and talking to them and being like, hey, hey, I need help with this thing, or like, hey, I got trapped in this thing, you need to help me get out of this, and, like, they're all, like, weird little bug creature people, so it'll be, like, little ant people, or little, like, beetles and other, like, you know, they're, like, human-esque bug-looking creatures um, that you're talking to. Uh, there's like praying mantises and stuff and they're just all hanging out in this <laughs> house and they've like made like homes to the homes and little weird makeshift buildings out of like, you know, all kinds of, all kinds of stuff. Cause you know, you're shrunken down in this uh like big room. Um But then, um th- yeah, there's just like a tons ton of stuff like that. And there's tons of fun, little creative puzzles that combine, you know, just 3d platforming, but also, you know, with that Pinkman style of like, you have this, huge army of little tiny can creatures following you around wherever you go. Um, and just, I think it just is a fantastic looking game. Like the art, it has a really good art style. Cause you are, it is like these, the, the environments themselves are like 3d, but the, the, all the characters and like the character you play as and the tiny can and like the, the character you're talking to are all like 2d hand drawn art. Um, and it's really like nice. I like, I just like the visuals of that. It kind of blends, they've kind of blended it really well. And it just looks really nice um it's just it's just fun solid platformer like it just has a lot of fun ideas it blends those things really well it kind of it kind of you know it kind of just you know with the the whole pinkman aesthetic of it like it, it it you know it doesn't shy away from that it is it is kind of evoking a lot of that stuff where you're straight up just using tiny kin to like march along this pathway to like you know take it take objects the whole premise is you you were this astronaut from your, like the scientist from another, from another planet, uh, even though you kind of look like a human, but you're, you're, um, you've, you've kind of just like, it kind of gives you like this little opening cut animated cut scene that kind of gives you the storyline of like, you are the scientist who has maybe discovered that we, we are humans, but maybe do, or do not originate from this planet that we're on. So you go in on a journey out into space to like, figure it out. And then you end up like, you know, crash sort more or less crash landing into this, big house and now you are like you know a a tiny shrunken person in this house so it kind of like you know is a weird a little bit of a mystery to that stuff and like they do answer that but it's like at the very very end of the game like that was like kind of my my one kind of main complaint i would say or i wouldn't say complaint, more like gripe is like they i really wish they had uh led with that a little bit more and had a little bit more mystery that you can find throughout the levels like you know it's one of those things where i think like once you once you do that if, i'm sure if maybe i played through it again and i l- maybe looked for a little bit more context context clues you you could see it now but without some of that information for that it reveals to you in that very end like it wouldn't be as apparent um and i think that i think i would have liked a little bit more of the like oh here he you could have could have played something like this to kind of give you an idea of maybe what's what why you're in this you're shrunk down in this big house and like clearly, there's like all kinds of stuff around. Like you know, there are people maybe living in that house, and who were those people? You know, maybe, maybe the, those questions get answered. But maybe it's at the complete end of it, and they didn't really set up a lot of that. And it would have been, been really cool if they had more set up to that. Is ultimately where I where I land on some of that stuff. Um, I <clears throat> and it's yeah, it's just yeah, it's something I really really enjoyed. And it's also not super long. Like, I, I played it X, on Xbox because it's on Game Pass. Um, I was, um, again, I was provided a code for it. It's on, on Steam, on PC. So I played a little bit there too. Um, it is on Switch. So you can play it on Switch if you want to play it there. Um, it's, you know, you could, you know, I beat it again. I probably put eight to 10 hours into it. And that's for like 100% completion. You could probably beat it faster than that. Um, it's just It's just a solid, fun platformer and it, it blends the like a bunch of fun things that I really like about 3d platformers with like that cool, like kind of Pinkman army gathering and using them to solve little things really well. Um, so I can't, I definitely can't recommend it enough. If, if you're a fan of like 3d platforming games, um, it's definitely probably my favorite from this year. I just had a lot of fun with it. Has a lot of good vibes. Um, and it just has uh, a lot of cool stuff in it. So, uh, very fun. Um, very
1: good video review for that thank you that Yeah, people should check out
0: yeah uh, yeah video review on youtube.com Slash passions where you can also watch the video version of this podcast if you aren't already um right. next up um you played oh, excuse me a couple more things as well um give me mm. um th- this game like just came out today so i don't know if you can you have too much to speak about but i'm kind of curious about it that's shovel yeah. knight dig. Tell me about. Yeah, it.
1: didn't didn't get a lot of time to put into it, unfortunately, because yeah. like you said, it just came out today. Didn't end up getting code for it just because I had other things I was playing. Notably, one of the other games I was playing. So I was like, yes. I don't have time to commit to a review for this. Um, <coughs> but yeah, it's really cool. Obviously, this is Super Nintendo aesthetic. This is not Yacht Club. This is uh, another studio, and they were publishing it. I, I don't remember the name of
0: the studio. It's, it's, it's like head. it's like it's like Nitro or nit- Nitro something. I did yes I, yeah, I saw it's something. Good, but guess yeah. yeah, yeah. cool. Um
1: Very Super Nintendo inspired uh, aesthetic. Audio, obviously, the music slaps. Uh, if nice. you are not familiar awesome. with Shovel Knight, um, yeah, the music of that game is great. This is continuing that trend. Um, it is taking the idea of Shovel Knight and some of the, the kind of concepts of it and then turning it into a uh, very, uh, what's the, the Downwell, uh, kind of Downwell inspired um, mm-hmm. roguelite. Um, right, now you're speaking but, the language. Yes. Um, so, you know, you... It's I appreciate how quickly it just throws you into, you know, Shovel Knight's just hanging out, and then some big dude with a drill comes, steals all of his treasure, uh, and digs into back. the ground. You've got to get it back. got to follow him down. Cool. Um, you, you follow him down in the tunnel, and, and then it, it's kind of like you're going through these, like, world 1-1, and that's like this mushroom area where the, the mushroom knight, because um, there's a whole new set of enemy knights for this as well, um so it's kind of cool to to get a little bit distance from like king knight and all of them because obviously you fight them in shovel knight original but then in all of the dlc you just fight all of them again um, <laughs> this has like a whole new set of characters um as well i i did the first boss when i played the demo at pax um it's like mushroom knight or something foam knight or you know something like that um i haven't gotten to him in the in the retail Uh, version yet but yeah you're going straight down it's kind of like the trick is like anytime you jump you're always digging straight down versus like in shovel knight where that's kind of like a specific attack so you're always kind of forced to go downward so you have to kind of maneuver around that um to get like these golden gears are kind of like the optional collectibles in each section of a world, uh, which will let you get your health back at the end of that section or get uh, a random item, which is always useful. And some of them they're very, you know, lady style items. I've only seen a couple of them, but like one is like a magnet that pulls in all treasure near you, even if it's like buried in dirt or something, but it's, you're using nice. like the dig mechanics to like, if you hit like a block of dirt, you're like floating. As long as you keep digging forward into it, you can dig straight up You can dig straight down. If you're in those blocks of dirt, um, which makes traversal really fun. And you have to kind of think about it in a different way because like, again, you're always kind of forced to go down. The screen is pointed down. If you miss one of those golden gears, it's probably going to be impossible to get back up to it. Mm. Um, And then like, randomly you'll get like these lanterns that'll indicate like little side optional bonus sections of the level. It's like, Oh, like I need to get hit by this weird spore guy and that'll make me shrink. And now I can go into like this small tunnel and like, Oh, there's a bunch of treasure in here or, Oh, there's an item in here or, Oh, the guy that sells items is in here. The guy that like lives in the treasure chest or whatever. And then maybe you can buy some extra items to make the run easier. Um, Oh, like this guy here will, will sell me meat. That'll temporarily increase my maximum health. Um, stuff like that to get further into the run. And then, you know, from what I've been hearing, it has like the full Splunky style, like secret route that you can take as well while going uh, through the different levels. Um, and at some points, like at the end of a section, it'll have like, okay, continue to like one dash two or like, Oh, what's this other path that's locked right now. And, and maybe you'll get a special key that'll let you uh, go down that path and potentially open new routes and, and new, uh, boss knights to fight and stuff like that. Um, cool, yeah, it, it is just like a really, really creative take on Shovel Knight and Roguelite. Uh, and I just, I'm really excited to play more. Uh, I've only, I've, I really have only scratched the surface and, and like, knowing like there's a secret route and all this other more secrets to find, like, I just love that stuff, especially in Roguelites. So, Damn, um, I will cool. say, like, after a couple of runs, there's like a camp that's like building on the left, and like new people are coming. In and it's like, oh, we found this hole that's apparently full of treasure. Like, let's go, let's go check it out. <laughs> so, a bunch of adventurers are like coming to just hang out by this hole. Uh, and then there's like a, a shop as well that let like you get like permanent upgrades and, uh, uh, an anvil that presumably a blacksmith will come in and forge new armor that'll give you new abilities later down the line as well. So, yeah, I, it is it seems like a whole new wonderful world of shovel knight and roguelite all mixed together it seems it's a really cool idea every everything that i had played pre-release was i was very into and i'm i'm just the aesthetic is perfect
0: yeah that sounds really cool like i i, I was somebody who did not really get super into the original shovel knight um, but this one is yeah this this one definitely had me more curious because of the roguelite uh, nature of it uh, so here there's a lot of cool little secrets and things like that and in, in that vein that definitely makes me uh maybe maybe want maybe want to check that check that out for sure so maybe i'll I'll also pick it up soon here um but since uh you weren't able to play too much of that you, you were you saying you were checking out something else uh tell me about that yeah
1: um so legend of heroes trails from zero is finally mm-hmm. making its debut in the west next week I guess next week from when we're recording this, probably this week when when folks are hearing it. Mm-hmm. Um, so Legend of Heroes, right? I think I've talked about it a little bit on the show before when I was playing the Cold Steel games. Mm-hmm. Um, not old JRPG series, like, like mid-2000s kind of started. This game specifically was like a PSP game. Um, big kind of arcane series of like, there's Trails in the Sky, kind of like this first trilogy, then the Zero uh, duology, which is the, this is the first part of that, and then the four uh, Trails of Cold Steel games that kind of pulls in all of the elements from Sky and Zero, and then tells this big story of all these different locations in this continent. Very ambitious, very cool JRPGs. I would say they're like feel like it's it's rude This sounds rude in my head but like they're kind of like b tier jrpgs right like they're pretty formulaic you're kind of in it for the world and the characters i would say um but they're good and they're worth playing for sure um so i having played trails of cold steel one through four like the the characters from this game you know show up in that game and all the other ones like I kind of am familiar with where everything goes in this story, but it has been really, really cool to finally, like, play it. And, like, there's, like, a lot of references to stuff that happens in this game in Cold Steel. So seeing it firsthand is really cool. Seeing how they've, like, created, like, these interworking locations. Like, I'll say to the franchise's credit, like, each takes place in kind of, like, a different country. Um, each series and you really get to know the, those countries. And then like, as things expand, you get to take like that step back and see how it like fits into like this geopolitical climate across this entire continent. Um, and they do a really good job at both that like macro scale of like what's going on big picture and the micro scale of like what the characters that you really like are doing and and how they kind of get to the, the big picture things. Um, so yeah, the crossbell games is what these are trails from zero and, uh, zero in something is like the next one. Um, they've never come to the, the U S they've never been translated. This is like based on a fan translation that like fans did forever ago. And they oh, just wow. like pulled those people in to make like the official, uh, Falcom translation. Um, I am less versed in like the other versions of it. It's on switch and PS4 and PC, um but Scott White, who has played this before it was like officially ported, said like the PS4 version, which is the one I'm playing, is like generally like a pretty lazy port. It definitely like it's fine. I, I get that that vibe for sure. It's just like a PSP game, straight up ported to PS4, it feels like. Um, which like I'm kinda into the the aesthetic and the the classic vibe to it, so it doesn't bother me as much. But uh if that is a thing that you're about apparently like the switch version, the resolution stuff is a little bit better, and uh the potentially the p c version as well but yeah it's it is like a you play like this group of four people that are head of this new kind of uh police division um you know putting aside feelings about cops in general uh this is very j r p. g fantasy cops, so it's more <laughs> on the up and up um and you're in like this big you know commerce based city called crossbell and just trying to help people out trying to reform the the poor name of the police division um and uh it, it kind of starts from there and then you get into the seedy underbelly of the city the mafia and uh like the, the kind of triad equivalents uh and and kind of go from there and and just like get very invested in this plot of like what does justice mean in this city and stuff like that. Um, but the real thing that shines are, are kind of like the four core characters uh of the SSS uh special support section. And uh it it just does a really great job at at writing those characters and, and developing their relationships and then uh building like this world through that. Um so yeah, I, I've I'm a big proponent for the the Cold Steel games. I didn't Super get into Trails in the Sky uh, kind of bounce off of that. But jumping into the Trails in Zero games, uh, really, really dig it. I think this is going to be a really great entry point if you're kind of curious about those games. Um, And I think it'll be a really great Switch game. Um, So if you're looking for like a very traditional turn based JRPG with great side quests and great characters like this is really, really going to scratch your itch for sure
0: nice that's that's cool to hear um always grpgs never never stop that's that is yeah. for sure uh we got one final game here and it's a, it's the doozy the doozy splatoon 3 uh is out we've both been playing it and once again you can we uh have a stream archive It's like i think it's like an hour and a half two hours me you and a friend of the website eric sap uh actually played some uh on stream and we played some played some traditional turf war and we played some salmon run uh and but man um when this game uh when this game was announced and we kind of were in the lead up to it i definitely was in that mindset of like man i I don't know this looks just more like a lot more splatoon uh that's cool but i don't know if it's i don't know if that's enough for me uh at this point now that we're on the third game but it turns out I started playing and was like, actually, you know what? Yeah, this is enough. This is great, <laughs> and I'm, and I'm <laughs> having a good time. Um, it's it gra- it has it hooked in me more than I thought I would. The point where it's like I definitely want to play some more uh, multiplayer. Um, I like the I like that you know again the big proponent that uh, had me hyped was that Salmon Run, uh, the co op kind of horde mode style thing uh, is available anytime, and it, and that's how it works. It's available anytime. It's pretty easy to just squat up with friends and just play play a bunch, and level up and get some weird salmon run gear and get some get the like the weird fisherman uh, like uh, suits and things you can unlock. It's own little rewards for that mode entirely, so it's like you can almost like pretty much just play that mode fully and get a bunch of rewards and stuff. And I think that's really cool. That's like it's they made yeah. it its own whole thing. Um, but then all the traditional Splatoon stuff is there too. So you can just do, you know, you can jump in, do turf war. I really do like that. Like, I think something that definitely is helping this one is that it just, it, it it's released and it feels way more fully featured out the gate than I think the previous two games did just because now we have this full, fully available saving run, but all the traditional Splatoon two or Splatoon multiplayer is there with turf war and ranked battles um, and then, like again, the, the day of recording this is when a Splatfest has kicked off. So I'm definitely want to jump into that because I think that's kind of the newest, bigger one of the bigger newer things uh, from previous games is now it's like a three way Splatfest. So I'm definitely curious to see how that all works. Um, but also on top of that, you know, the full single player campaign is there as well, and I have I played through all of that. I played I played it and completed it. Um, and that is, that's really fun too. It's, you know, it's, it's pretty, it's pretty much like um, if you played Splatoon two previously and the DLC that came out for that, the Octo expansion, it works almost exactly like that where you will go through, you go from level to level. Um, and then the levels are basically kind of more set up where you basically um, bef- like unlike before where with the first two Splatoon game campaigns, the levels were more specifically designed around like, all right, you have this new weapon that's being introduced for this game or this new super ability. And we're just going to let you use it. And it's like solve like this little kind of uh one-off kind of level. That's like based around how this, how this thing can work and how you can use it in certain scenarios. Um, the, the, how Octo Expansion works and this now works is there will be levels that, that do do that. But also now there are a lot of levels where it gives you an option of three different weapons to do this. And the weapons kind of dictate like how difficult uh, they will be. And you can kind of see that by like, Hey, this, if you use this, like, you know, traditional, like, you know, Splatoon rapid fire or like auto rifle equivalent, you know, ink gun um, in this scenario, you'll get this payout of like uh, the currency you'll use to like upgrade or unlock, you know, your paths and stuff. Or, it, but but also, um, if you choose a different weapon, like the, for instance, you you have like a sniper rifle, or like a like an ink like bucket slosher, where you use like the bucket to throw around ink. It'll be harder, but you'll get a better payout of this currency that you can use. So, like that's kind of how uh, this works, where like you'll you'll jump into levels, and like they will there will be more like puzzle things, or you'll have that option of choosing different weapons to kind of dictate if you just kind of want to beat it you can just kind of choose the standard weapons or but if you want to challenge yourself you can choose these more difficult weapons and you'll get a better kind of reward and experience out of it um and yeah and it's it's really good it's it's you know it's it continues that trend of like the camp single player uh in uh, splatoon is always really fun and it's just ridiculous like it just has this yeah there's like a lot of weird you know story elements um I don't know if I know I, anyway, Have you played much of it because I, I, I kind of want to talk I, about it.
1: I am in the second island of, second the, island. Okay. of the campaign. Um, but yeah, I, I have been introduced. The, the antagonists have revealed themselves, yes. which are, you know the spoilers i guess i don't know the 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 three it's big man yeah yeah.
0: it's it's a uh, fry fry and um i'm forgetting the other the other girl's name basically like the new equivalent of the like the the the, announcer ladies ladies are kind of the antagonists of actually the campaigners out there like treasure hunters who have come to this place looking for treasure and think you're trying to take the treasure from them so they are trying to stop you, basically. And yeah. I will say, it goes. I will say, in in the final act of that campaign, it maybe even goes into in an even weirder direction and has another twist that um is quite uh, the uh, a fun one that I really liked.
1: I'm excited.
0: Um, it's it's kind of is revealed in the last part and then leads into kind of the final uh, boss. And the final boss is like one of the coolest bosses I've fought in a while in a video game. It's very really fun. Um, Excellent. Um, <clears throat> yeah,
1: I like. I'll say, as someone who I played Splatoon one, just played Turf Four. I don't know if I don't think there was like a campaign for that game though. Uh, no, um, there was. I played. I, I thought I played a good amount of Splatoon two. Uh, turns out I didn't. <laughs> um, I, I played some of the Octo expansion for sure, but I just never really got into it. This is so. Markedly, this is like the most Splatoon I have gotten into ever. Mm -hmm. Uh, And I've played quite a bit of it. And yeah, this is... I don't know what it is. I don't know what secret sauce they put in this one. Uh, Maybe it's just that like there's just so much right at the gate that I I kind of feel like I have all these things that can pull my attention whatever which way. And Salmon Run is just so good. Yep. um, That, yeah, I'm like fully in. I've played a bunch of Salmon Run. I've played a bunch of uh, the... Uh, multiplayer the the gosh turf war um i i've played a good amount of the single player or at least you know the the beginning parts mm-hmm. uh and it's just like a tour de force for sure like it feels like the culmination of all the splatoon stuff they've been trying to do and experimenting with definitely makes sense why this one blew up like yep. i i hope that this game gets supported for a while. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah it's just like really sitting with the modes and stuff like it's like, oh yeah, this is really fun, and like these little challenges are really fun. Nothing about this game is trying to take too much of your time, which I really appreciate. yes, um, everything is like minutes or less pretty much, yeah even like yeah, single a, player yeah, it, level
0: yeah every- yeah they they've definitely nailed that aspect of it across these games. It was like the, the it, it's it's such an easy game for any in any of these modes to so just be like, I'm just gonna do one more match, and then you end up playing like another like five. Because they're just so quick, and you can kind of get in and out of matches really easily, in the the, the standard multiplayer and even in, in Salmon Run. Like I kind of like that Salmon Run is like you kind of do three weight bursts of waves, but you know, at, at, which can be pretty quick. Uh, but you know, for a horde mode, granted. But because you can just get into them so quickly and kind of in and out, uh, it's really fun. And they and like they I, w- I will say the one thing, and this is like not a this is like been a split thing in Splatoon since. The, since it's been a thing really and i think it, it it just holds less and less each game is that like i i really wish there were more maps and some things available during the rotations there's a lot of rotations because mm-hmm. even standard turf war is like it's two maps for like two or three hours so every two or three hours you'll get another set of two maps and then another hour you'll get another two set of maps and like i kind of wish it was maybe like three or four especially since like i think they said there's like Twelve maps already in the game, and like that, like that rotation made more sense when there was way less maps in the game. Right now, I, I did wish they had a couple more maps available at any given time. And the sim- similar thing with Salmon Run is like, since Salmon Run, Salmon Run ha- does have like multiple maps. Like I think I've seen like three, at least three different ones. Um, in the time I played, um, it'd be nice if that does that because that's even like even lesser. Like I think it's like it takes like a full day. Or more for those yeah. to, to to reset, um, but yeah, yeah a couple
1: of days, and and those are like set weapons for Salmon Run as well. That, yeah. That's kind of like I wish there was like eight weapons maybe on rotation for that instead yeah. of just the four. Yeah, for sure. But I'll say like even in spite of that, like as I played like two hours of Salmon Run earlier today, it's like wow, just so many things can happen Yes. in, yeah. in Salmon yeah. Run, like just. Yep. There are so many variables. Like I, I think of modes that I begrudgingly play, like Gambit in Destiny Two and stuff. Like, boy, I wish there was some of that, like absolute variance, like Samiron yeah. has in a lot of other like weird co- co- cooperative modes in video games. So, like, yeah, it's like, oh, it's nighttime, so. I can't use my super ability and also like these weird, crazy zombie fish are coming really, really quickly or like yep. suddenly oops, all grillers
0: <laughs> like, <laughs> and it's like this nightmare enemy is yeah, coming Nightmare me. enemy, or like uh, I, I had, I had one earlier today um, on the, on this uh, map where uh, what they called the, was the mothership appeared and basically yes. this, this big, huge, you know, spaceship like ship, it's not like, you know, if you played it, there's like a little like mini boss, like, like saucer pan that comes and you can like, you can take it down. This was like a straight up actual ship that was like flying way high above the, the eye like the little map you're on. And it's raining down these like cargo boxes with like, with, with enemies attached to them. So like if, if you, and if you shoot them out of the air, they drop the golden eggs that you need to collect in Salmon Run to meet, meet the, quota for that wave but if they make it to the ground then then they'll like burst open and then like a bunch of enemies will will pop out of them and chase you around so like it was a yeah was crazy like a variant like that where um i i I like that a lot too where like you know you'll have one map you'll have you have a bunch of variants of these maps of like sometimes you know that you'll start in this one spawn point where the where you have to deposit eggs but all of a sudden all the water will, will lower and this whole other like beach area or something will open up on the map. And then the egg spawner changes there and it completely changes like where you're fighting on the map. So there's a yeah, yeah. I, I love the variance. Uh, or like and run. T-
1: turrets will spawn and it's like we're just going to send like a hellish amount of fish at you. Yes. Yeah. And <laughs> you have to get in turrets to because God <laughs>
2: Yeah, it
0: God save but otherwise. your soul. Yeah, yeah, it can It can get pretty brutal. Yeah, for sure. That that mode is like really it can, brutal. It can just it can yeah. just turn on a dime. Where one 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 round of or one wave, you're just kind of like, all right, they're just kind of slowly coming up on the island, and it's fine. Like there's a couple bosses, and that was tricky, but you're fine. But then yeah, like you said. All of a sudden you can just turn to a wave where there's just a, like a giant horde of mini salmon that just lock onto somebody and they, there's just, it's such an overwhelming force up there. you like, you literally have to all squad up together and fight it together. Otherwise you're just going to get wiped. And yeah, and it's, yeah. yeah, it's super fun. Um But yeah, like it's, I, 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 I yeah, again, for, since we're going to avoid spoils for that single players for the, some of the single player stuff, but there's a lot of fun things in there one thing i will talk about because i think it's been an implication and this is more about like you know you're, you're getting like traditional collectibles throughout the the splatoon games it has been a thing where you get these little hidden notes and like they they kind of give you like background and like you know something that was implied across the you know, the, the all the games of splatoon were like these like this is like the post-apocalypse and the the inklings are like you know like the The basically humans and other things like, you know, basically humans went, the humans like were wiped out in an apocalypse. And then somehow the, you know, fish and squid creatures and things evolved to a human-esque state. And that's where we're at now. This, This game and its collectibles gives you the direct like timeline to that of like, it was kind of vague before. And now you can like get these if you get all the collectibles in the the single player campaign and do a bunch of st- and there's like you know thing, there's like a little like log you're collecting that and that straight up gives you the like the, the timeline of like oh these islands that you're going around were basically like it, when when humanity was wiped out and, uh, and uh, the apocalypse happened this these islands that you're on now was like the the last bastion of humanity basically because they they had fallen into this crater that where you can see like you know you see maps of the area like uh, of this new splat Spl- i think it's called like Splatlands or whatever area you're in now there's basically a yep. big crater that was formed there and, th- and the single player takes place like y- like deep inside of that crater essentially and these islands Existed there, and that's what how they were able to survive. The last bastion of humanity were able to survive in this, but they basically, you know, in their hubris of trying to just survive, and uh, other things were wiped out in in their attempts to escape the, the crater when they shouldn't have escaped because they were actually safe there. And uh, some of their science experiments, let's just say, um, uh, you know, in the in the in the aftermath, were left into the 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 waters. And and that's maybe let's say how the how the sea creatures were then able to evolve into creatures that could live on land. <laughs> it's like it's like they so wild. yeah it's wild that they like they straight up just like made a little backstory to this thing and like show like a like one of the last things you unlock, which you know again this isn't this is you know some spoilers, but it's not necessarily like it's not like directed like you know, the story stuff I was alluding to it if it was completely different from because it's more related to like this the platoon characters the lore this is more just like yes like the weird lore of of how splatoon came to be where like they have but they have like an image that's like one of the last things you unlocked is like a precursor like essentially splatoon squid humanoid picture and it's literally just like a human uh, like a human person but it's just like has like a full-on like squid head like you can kind of see that sometimes when you like you know you do like the transforming of like squid into kid and they're kind of coming out of the ink and they look like kind of like squid like in their faces is a strip just like a humanoid of version of this <laughs> this is the picture that is just like what this is fucking insane that they just put this in this game with the one in the world the Platoon people is, that make splatoon is rad
1: <laughs> yeah the people that make splatoon clearly have just the most fun and yep. i i love it it's just it oozes personality out of that game it, it's like we I I feel like we haven't really seen a new Nintendo IP take off as much as like Splatoon has. Yeah, for sure. In since the Wii U era, and I am just so grateful for it. It is clearly a pillar now, and I'm I'm happy. Happy yeah. it is.
0: Totally, for sure. Yeah, and it's yeah, it's so much fun. Um, I definitely gonna be. We're definitely gonna play play some more of that. I definitely want to hear hear your thoughts maybe in in a future episode about that we can talk about the actual ending of that game because it's 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 pretty fun and cool stuff um but yeah i think i think uh that's gonna do it we had a beefy episode a beefy trip to nintendo land uh this time for sure there's a lot to talk about uh, here in september yeah but uh thanks anybody who stuck through it for we're about two hours two hours and 40 minutes uh thanks everybody who stuck through it um if, if you like it you stay this long please feel free to leave us like a rate or comments on podcast services if you're listening there or maybe on youtube if you're watching on youtube we definitely appreciate you uh taking the time to check out check out our uh stuff and also feel free to check out anything else we have uh, a ton of youtube content go up in the past couple weeks because like you said we went went to pax West and we demoed and tried a bunch of games so the necessary all nintendo related or nintendo switch released games but uh there's still a ton of a ton of videos of that a ton of viewpoints because a ton of games have come out like you know i didn't even talk about pac-man world repack i played that but mm-hmm. i did not played too much we and we probably don't actually we really shouldn't talk about because it it's a weird ass game <laughs> but i played it you, well, can check out, you can check out the viewpoints of that that's on the, that's on our youtube channel by the time this comes out even more even more Few points will be out, like what would I mean you did one for Cold to the Lamb uh, and some other yep. stuff that'll all be out.
1: Probably Shovel Knight Dig will probably have one
2: soon. Yeah, so. yeah,
0: we should definitely do one for that as well. Um, so, yeah, tons of stuff. Feel free to check out that stuff as well. We greatly appreciate it, as always, uh, for coming and checking out our stuff. Uh, but that's going to do it. Yeah. Uh, we'll be back with another episode in October. Um, we'll probably, you yeah, know, what's sorry, I. I Mario plus Rabbids. Bay- Bayonetta is
1: the big game. Bay- Bayonetta 3 and Mario plus but Mario Rabbids. Rabbids.
0: will definitely be back to talk about that stuff and any other Nintendo, twos, Nintendo news that happens in that time. Uh, so, yeah, see you then. Uh, thanks again for joining us on the trip to Nintendo Land. Bye. We'll see you next time. Bye.